Bam, we're live. Omar, Heidi, Judy, Paulina, Jamie, Michelle, Kenneth, Jessica, Rambler. Rambler? Rambler, I hardly know her. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, Max Mormont coming on here any minute. I believe he's the owner of CrossFit Costa Mesa, although when you go to their website, all I see is um, his wife's name and not his name. I don't see his picture as one of the staff, so I don't know if he's still there, actually, to be honest. But we shall find out very uh, soon. I do this thing where I disconnect the phone and reconnect it every show now. I can't tell if it's OCD shit or if it's necessary. Uh, either way. Uh, Jake from the Isle of Man. Uh, eight hours ahead. So for Jake, it is uh, 3 p.m. For me, it is 7 a.m. Yash, good morning. Tyler, good morning. Alex, good morning. Oh, there he is. There's Max with a lion and an assistant helping him set up the show. Beards in full glory. Deploying the mic up to his face. I see him. I see him down there. Uh, good morning from NorCal. Good morning. Yeah. 7 a.m. Damn. Kenneth. Put the ruck on. Ruck, vest, cop. You're a cop. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at that. Uh, special guest this morning. I just saw Caleb pop on, too. Everyone's getting their shit together. Wow. Hey. Good morning. Uh-oh. Coach Max. Uh, I can't hear you. Uh, oh. I heard something first. There we go. Can you hear me now? Oh. Hmm. Fucked the audio. Yeah, to- crazy fucked audio. Like, maybe the cable from that mic to wherever it's going is... um is loose. Audrey, it's been a productive morning. Good. Oh, thanks, Donovan. Congrats to your daughter, too. Uh, Donovan Winters uh, has a daughter. I see Donovan, I don't know, minimum minimum, uh, minimum two days a week, usually probably four or five days a week. Our kids train at the same uh, DJJ Academy, and, uh, and our families uh, mingle quite a bit, and his daughter kicked ass in her first tournament this week. It was actually kind of uh, freaky. Um, Donovan, Donovan's daughter uh, trains with my kids, like I said, and um, okay, yeah. one of the best. Oh, uh, mm, in and out, in and out, buddy. In and out. Yeah. Something's still wrong with the audio, like like up and down, up and down. Uh, so Donovan's um, uh, daughter trains with my um, all three of my sons. And she's right in between um, my oldest son and my two youngest sons. And then in class the other day, she triangled my oldest son. I had never, I had never seen anyone do that to him outside of a, uh, outside of a tournament. It was pretty crazy. So she was ready to go. She went to her first tournament. And I think she won the gold, right, Donovan? She won like, I think she won three matches, which even it's even more crazy because a lot of times, most of the time, your kids only get two matches. Anyway, that was really exciting. It, it elevates everyone when, uh, in the academy when everyone goes to the tournaments. It's so fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. But I'm patient. Don't worry. Another another crazy thing, by the way, um, about about Donovan and his daughter is he wanted his daughter to enter a tournament for more than a year, and she was hesitant. And he was patient, 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 and he went to a big tournament, San Jose, California. Some could argue it's the fight capital of the world, and uh, she won a gold. Definitely, California is the fight capital of the world. Damn, that's San Jose, 10th biggest city in the United States. Crazy jiu-jitsu tournaments there. Crazy, crazy, crazy. You got your jiu-jitsu, huh? 
still fucked up. But look at <laughs> people are still sending in money. That doesn't matter. Take your time. They just like looking at you. Ten bucks for yeah, that's like lion. Throw you. Save your money. Don't send it to Max's OnlyFans today. We will be collecting here for him on the Savon podcast. Uh while we uh uh hi Caleb. What's up? Good morning. What are you doing here? Okay. It's a it's a government holiday, Savon. <laughs> is it really? Yes. yes, it is. How do I not know this shit? Please don't tell me it's something like Veterans Day. I fucked up or something. What is it? No, no, no it's a new government holiday, my friend. It oh, is geez. called. Is this called for Pride Juneteenth. Month? Juneteenth. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, geez. So we okay. get the day off. I have to do my research. God, I hope nothing's closed today that I'm doing. I hope nothing. I, tennis and jujitsu better be wide open. Just pretty much everything is open. Everything okay, else is open, good. except for the government. The government is closed. All right. We got a new CDC director. Uh, oh, uh, what's her name? Um, Mandy. You know what's funny? What I did do is before I did any research on her, I typed in her husband's name because I want to see her husband. If a chick's married to a, like a, just a dude who just comes off as beta to me, I, I fuck her. Like, it's Sorry. Just for a quick judgment. You know what I mean? Not what kind of car you drive. Not what color skin you are. Not whether you go to church on Sundays. I don't let me see your husband. Let me see your husband. And then her husband actually he he, he looked like he's fucking got some fucking titties on him. Looked like he does push ups and shit. He looks strong. My first uh, man that does fucking I need to check that. Dude, your audio is so fucking bad. You are so lucky that you're fun to look at. Um, can you just unplug it and go straight to your computer? Yeah. I'll, I'll You'll go to the settings in StreamYard. You see that little gear down there? Yep. And then click on that and then go to the audio button. I know you're pissed too because obviously you have a podcast studio and you're like, fuck, I got all this fancy shit. How come it's not working? Uh, and then you go to the mic and then switch the I, mic. I, I to- ain't catching with it. With it. No problems. What do you, what do you- uh, go to the mic and then and then in the drop down menu pick anything other than what you're using. Like maybe there's one that says Mac or something. Maybe there's one that says your mom. I should say it should say road mic, your mom, and Mac. Be like, oh, I'll use them. Oh look, you got an assistant even. Hang up. I wouldn't mean hang up. He's the main guest. I can't hang up on him. What are you talking about, David? In it, in it, in it. Uh, this, the, uh, this new CDC director. Um, so then, then the next thing I do after I, I, I check on her husband and see that he's, he's kind of broad shoulders, looks like he works out a little bit. I looked at, uh, I typed in her name and then I typed in 49ers, right? See if she's a 49er fan. And the first thing is, is that not only is she a huge 49er fan, but she's one of the first people to get her kids the injection that right away makes me hate her. Yeah. Right there. Thank you, Caleb. So she she and and she um she brought in speaking of Juneteenth, uh the, one of the first articles you bring up is she appointed someone in her group uh, just based on the fact that of the color of her skin. So he picked a, a black woman to be her cohort, and that black woman, her kid was uh, one of the three thousand kids who was first in the uh, uh, trials. Trials. Oh, nice echo. Oh, nice, nice echo. That's definitely uh, Max. Hey, can you imagine hey, using your kid in a trial, a Pfizer trial? 
Oh, this makes me sound like God with this echo. I imagine God talks in double talk like that. Double, double echo. Sevon, Sevon, Sevon. No show has ever started quite like this, and I, and I like that. Um, Eaton Beaver, Sevon, the IT guy, when he was at HQ, he would have needed five people to help him. Who, what? No. What are you talking about? Oh, I think I heard you set your coffee cup down. Are you all good, Max? Maybe. No, no, no. Nope, your ass. <laughs> your ass. <laughs> hey, it's a loose cable. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. It's a loose cable or something. Audrey, uh, Pedro from Coffee Pods and Wads called you the Lord of Podcasting. I like that. That works. What would that make, Caleb? The jester. The jester of podcasting. What would that make Max, our guest today? Just He's an evil force trying to bring down the show and it's high ratings. Did you see that, that show yesterday I did with... Uh... Are you still working on it, Max? Yeah, I'm still working on it. Listen out. No, bad. Kick you out and then... Okay, we'll kick you out and then you come back in. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the show. Hi. Dude, two years ago I'd be in a fucking sheer panic i'm so inspired by that show yesterday that i did with um uh tyler james and um uh john young man john young is a shit uh i um and james townsend and uh who is the other one i said john young james townsend and tyler watkins i want to do just a weekly show at night i want to do a night show what do you think about sunday nights that'd be cool Instead of love lines, we just we talk about game shit, just anything. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about like it would be the the, I would have two regulars, like me and Bill Grundler, if he can do it, and then just two people rotating in. So it could be Brian Friend, Brian Spin, John Young, um, whoever, James Townsend, um, Tyler Watkins, uh, Mike Halpin, just whoever, just people rotating in. That'd be dope. Um, Sevi, uh, did you, uh, did you have a think about what Trish posed you to you on Friday? Is it a nude and my DMs posed to me? Po posted, posted, posed. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Manny Spiegel, uh, Sevi is replacing be friendly. It's an interesting observation. I don't know if it, I wouldn't say it's accurate. Just adding to the stables. I wouldn't say it's accurate. Um, uh, Saber, uh, we missed the real Brian Jr. Taylor uh, on the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Taylor and Jr. will definitely uh, be. All everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. Uh, Ken Walters is be friendly. Slowly slipping from the podcast after, after forever. For everyone is slowly slipping away forever. Everyone, even even. I wonder if I have more days ahead of me than behind me. Do you think you have more days ahead of you or behind you with the podcast, Caleb? Ahead of me? Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Audrey, don't replace Brian Friend uh, just yet. Uh, John doesn't even know half the answers. It's okay. No one knows half the answers. No one's replacing anyone. There's no, there was no, there's no one's replacing anyone. There's never a, um, It's not like that. The whole space is just really dynamic, right? 
there's like three people who hold down the fort here, me, Sousa, and Mr. Beaver. And then everyone else is just rotating in and out based on other opportunities and um, obligations they have. So today, uh, Kayla was relieved of some other obligations, so we get them. It's, kind of, it's, it's really just like that. Uh, okay, let me see. Uh, yeah, so I, li I like the show. I like the idea of a show that's just every week and it's just about the games. Do anything about the games. Do anything. And, 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 and people would be calling in. Lots of people calling in. Like fighting. Hopefully like fighting with John. Like people like, people like Audrey like could call in and be like, dude, John, you're not even half as good as Brian. Why do you think you're so what, – what the fuck are you doing on here so much? And then he would fight back and we would all fight with him. Like an, like an AM radio show. Uh-oh. Sorry, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian did great with that. Oh, Brian was on a semifinal podcast with Chase recently. There you go. Oh, and Bill. Nope. No, 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 Max. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. You could really just use the computer or mic and it'd be okay. Yeah, did you try using the computer? It works yeah. just fine when you had it on. You guys want to see something funny? I can only show you this. In, oh, I'll actually show, I'll um, give this to Caleb. I can actually sh only, Caleb, I'm sending you something in the private chat. I can only show you this, guys, in seven-second increments when I'm about to show you. I don't know if I've ever showed this on the, have we ever put this on the show before? Um, oh, a long time ago. Okay. Uh, Blade, uh, Sevon is giving tree of podcast. Tree of uh, give, uh, oh, Sevon is the giving tree of podcast. Well, thank you. Oh, we got we're getting Blade scheduled here really soon. He helps make motherfuckers big and doesn't take it personal when they get cool. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, that is exactly it. That's part. That's part of it. That's one branch. That's I think that's would be the better uh, way. That's funny. How, how you how you how you've picked that up, Mister uh, Walker? <laughs> okay, that is uh, on the ground. There is Max Mormont, today's guest, which I have a feeling is is not going to happen. Oh, I can tell Max we can reschedule too. Let me let me let me call Max right now. Where's my phone? Um, oh, let me see here. Um, sorry, guys. Let me see Max. Uh, hold on. Let me see, call Max real quick. And then I'll and then I'll show you that video. And then when he comes back on, I'll show the video again. Hello, this is Max. I'm oh. To get your call. oh, oh, he, uh, Max. Um, we can reschedule too. Not a big deal at all. Uh, Sevon's echo sounded perfect. Uh, he was on coffee pods and wads too. Oh, yeah, he's talking about Brian. Dude, he's everywhere right now. He's everywhere. Well, except here. Um, yeah, that's a prepubescent Sevon. Okay, back to the, uh, yes. Uh, and um, that's when I used to wear sleeveless shit. I'd probably just, I'd been doing CrossFit there for probably a year and a half. There's this weird muscle that men get in their triceps, and I never had that muscle in my tricep. It's, you can't get it from tricep extensions. For some reason, I got it from doing deadlifts. Or maybe it's, I don't know, some muscle in my arm. And I just started getting it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to start wearing sleeveless shirts. And uh, what? Shut up, Caleb. So what? <laughs> that was the catalyst to wear sleeveless yeah. shirts? Yeah. And 
I started wearing sleeveless shirts and and I was filming full time for CrossFit. Anyway, I, I can't remember where where this is. I don't know if this is Brian McKenzie's gym or John Wellborn's gym, but Max trained with both of them. Maybe he was with both of their coaches too. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, here we we'll play this in seven seconds. He Max said, "Curl up in a ball around my arm. I'll do a Turkish getup with you." That's a great still shot of Max with his just cock pointed right at us. <laughs> Uh, and remember, we can only show this in seven seconds. CrossFit would love to fucking ask me. Carrie Peterson filmed this, by the way. Uh, Sevan, how much did you weigh back then? I don't remember, but I think I lied to him about my weight. I, I was probably twenty pounds lighter, uh, fifteen pounds lighter than I am now. I was probably I probably told him I was one fifty, but I was probably one fifty five. Look at that's crazy. That's a great solid 125 asshole. God damn it. I didn't I haven't I never weighed 125. Never in my life. The first time I got on a scale, I ever said on a scale, I probably weighed 145. That's crazy though. I was so afraid his arm was gonna snap off. Did you play that in seven second increments? No, my cat was trying to bite my okay. headphones off. So you just got us a strike because your cat. Um, Sevon, why did the oh, show get pulled idea. down for a week? Oh, because Caleb's cat uh needed um to be pet. It was less than seven <laughs> seconds. Oh, good. Uh, Kenneth Walters looks like the strong man in the midget act uh, at the circus. That's pretty intimate, right there, too, to do with the strange man. I, I mean, that's the first day I ever met him. Ever? Yeah, first time I'd ever met him like ever. That's the impression I live. I, I didn't think of it like this. I'm not going to like this next statement. That's the impression I, I leave with uh, people. I um, they see me and they just I just look like a little bite sized human. So they're like, "Oh, can I do a Turkish getup with you?" Another grown ass man. Can I throw you over this wall? When you get to the other side, unlock the door. Uh, whatever happened to Christian Lucero? Fair question. When we have um, Max on the show, we can ask. I, I heard oh, yeah. he um. Excuse me, I heard he, he became a Navy SEAL or something. He did. Because I was trying to find out about that a while back. And then I dove into his wife's Instagram, and then I kind of surmised a few things. Oh, is he in the military? Yeah. Oh, cool. Someone on our thread just asked, why is it called the GHD? It's like, Gluten wow. developer. Come on, man. I know. I, I, even I knew that. I don't want to say who it is. Sevy looks so tiny. I do look tiny there. He's huge. Max is huge. You have to understand that. I'm not that tiny. All right. Uh, so that was the CDC director, uh, Mandy. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if she has to be approved, approved or anything by the Senate or Congress or some committee, but I know that she's going to be replacing uh, Walensky. I know she's incredibly pro 49ers. Um, she gave it to her kids. She had no problem with Pfizer doing a trial on 3,000 kids, which is just nuts. One forty. I will tell you this. You know, my my partner at CrossFit at the time, his name was uh, Carrie Peterson. We did everything together, and Lauren uh, and Greg, the owners of CrossFit, referred to it as Sevon and his good-looking friend. The good, and, and, or there would be me, and or they would always call it the good-looking guy, the good-looking one. That always kind of stung a little bit. 
There was a strong insinuation that I was not nice to look at. No, I was never dumped in a trash can as a freshman, but I appreciate you asking, dick. That's like asking one of those questions that like, it's not even a question. You know what I mean? It's a statement in the question. You were dumped in the trash can? No, I was not. <laughs> but but they, they, they are just going to make that assumption. Look, there he is. Oh, shit. Wow, fancy. I don't know if we're allowed to show that shot. It's them naked. Do you see it down there? Yeah, I think I see his cock and balls again. Wow, the uh, it is the camera is pointing down. Uh, I did not get a swirly. I did not get a swirly. You know what a swirly is, Caleb? Yeah, you get your head dunked in the toilet and just flush the toilet on your head. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, rhetorical question. Thanks, Sonny. Thanks for the fucking grammar lesson, syntax lesson. I know how the English language works. What's up, Max? Can't hear you. Oh, he's muted himself. Oh, oh, that would be awesome if that's the only problem. Yeah. I think oh, it, we'll see. You're good. Always humbled by electronics. That is good. I like that. I like this shot. Uh, yeah. I'm fucking ready to break shit. Hey, can you bring the mic close to your mouth? Yeah, I'll, I'll put my thing next to your mouth. Thank you. I always love your thing next to my mouth. <sighs> What's up, dude? Um, just fucking excited to be here with you, brother. Oh, uh, where are you right now? I am actually at CrossFit Costa Mesa in our gym. Um, I would call it a podcast, but the bet, the fact that it took a shit so bad, um, I don't know what the fuck it is at this point. Well, you sound really good now. Everything's working. Hey, um, I, when I go to the coach's uh, page, I see a picture of your wife, but I don't see a picture of you. You're welcome. Okay, fine. That's cool. Is, um. is that on purpose? Is that are, are you the uh, yeah. owner and like you think it's it, it's uh you shouldn't put yourself front and center like you should glorify uh, the other a little bit of both a little bit of both I don't actually coach as much as I used to okay. I'm not a primary coach I'm not the okay. face of the gym um you know these kids these kids are holding it down more than anything else uh, we had a remnants of 250 go down all the way down to 35 members and then we were like fucking hobos during COVID going to multiple locations. We lost our, our spot. Wait a sec. Oh, shit. You lost your location and 215 members during the pandemic? So oh, yeah. Pandemic, it was, so you were damned pandemic? if you do and you were damned if you don't. At one point, I just told everybody, get the fuck out of here. You follow me if you want to. And you don't, you don't. I'm surprised you didn't go to jail. Uh, I've, bat I've battled <laughs> the cities for a year and a half just to get a permit for the gym. Pro uh, on its inception? Yeah, when we try to go back in. What year did you originally open the gym? Uh, they opened CrossFit Costa Mesa in 2009. Wow. I was with CrossFit Balboa in 2007, 2008 before that's, John did some shady shit. And then, that's when I met you. Yeah. And then I was with CrossFit around 2005, 2004, 2006, somewhere around there. That, that, that um, video of you doing the Turkish getup with me, what gym is that? That would be CrossFit Balboa. Or maybe it was actually CrossFit Newport Beach. Yeah, with Mackenzie. We yeah, Mackenzie. Because CrossFit Balboa wasn't even really a, it was just a tiny, it was just under his house, right? Yeah, it was in the cannery lofts. Yeah. That's in, um, that must be Mackenzie's gym then. Uh, CrossFit Newport. Wow, crazy. Old, that's fucking long yeah. time ago. 
Yeah, and what the fuck ready. are those people doing in the background there? What are they doing? Are they even doing CrossFit? <laughs> I think they're personal training. I don't know. Not my responsibility. Wow. Oh, look at this. Uh, CrossFit Balboa was the first place I was ever charged a drop-in fee. I don't. That gym's not around anymore, is it? I think it is. I think um... in the same location. No, no, not in the same location. I think Ben. I think Ben Oliver owns it. And uh, I tried to acquire it from him at some point, uh, but he didn't. He was, there was rumors that he wanted to sell it, and so I showed back up and was like, "Hey, I'll take this fucking thing back." Across <laughs> uh, uh, the Balboa. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna buy it back. It was my original gym that I started. Absolutely. You, oh, you started Cross the Balboa. Yeah, I fucking trained John. There was some shenanigans with him and fucking McKenzie. John was trying to get back to Baltimore. Um, I was helping him out, getting him ready before he went back and got cut. And it, we got uh, approached. I got approached by um, CrossFit to start talking with him when I was up at Santa Cruz. And then we came home and I was like, nah, fuck that shit. I don't want to I don't want to mess around with these guys. And then more and more, McKinsey was kind of blowing him off and they were kind of trying to figure it out. And then I started coaching him and then he developed CrossFit football through us going to see Rip and another guy named. Um, I can't think of his name, poor guy. Um, there was a there was a speed and agility guy that we used as well. And um, we just developed the program from there. But that was that was two years and then two years of me really not getting paid and then in the con in the process we were going to develop this is actually pretty badass so this is before the actual crossfit games is in StubHub, and they're going to develop a um, you know online and they're going to do this shit and fucking at the StubHub center and we were talking to under armor in regards to developing a crossfit combine where Joe Schmo would come out and we would be able to get a non-professional man to get to the NFL. And that was, that was the concept behind that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A lot of money showed up and then shit got weird. Oh yeah. That, that can happen. Uh, so just to kind of go back for a second, this is really old school shit. Uh, they're talking about uh, John Wellborn was in the movie. Every second counts. He was a football player in the NFL. I don't remember. He played for a long fucking time. He was a good dude. He was on the yeah, line. He, a giant. He was good at uh, football. He's a giant dude and um, really good at football. And uh, so he opened a gym called CrossFit Balboa. He ended up being in the movie. Um, every we second opened counts. the gym. We opened okay, the gym. So, sorry. The Max and him opened the gym. And that's how originally I met Max, I believe. Right. Absolutely. Actually, we probably met at Santa Cruz um, when Before I then? was going up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that then, was when I, I met more Tony, Tony Budding and those guys. And and there was a, and there was a, the community was really small back then. There was like a, um, you know Max, John, Brian McKenzie, obviously the Glassmans. Uh, S Steve uh, Serrano was down there too, right? The cop dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Serrano and, and it was a, it was it was really a tight group. And uh, Max, what Max was saying is that he was working with John and Mackenzie was working with John. I think Kelly Starrett was probably in the mix somewhere yeah, there too. Yeah. too. Um, Fuck, I'm, even Lauren Cordain, even Lauren Cordain was hanging out with us every once in a while. No shit. The, the, the lady who's fucking all over IG and the fucking jumbo. No, the dude with the paleo diet. Oh, oh, you know who I was thinking? I don't, hang out. I don't hang out with chicks, bro. So You know, <laughs> I'm talking about the chick with the, 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 the Cordains, uh, the woman and the man, they got a... The real estate empire they got the big oh, 747 yes, yes. that's what <laughs> yes. talking about. anyway uh and shit was growing very fast back then and so that's what some of that stuff max was talking about 
was was in that space. And I didn't know that. I didn't know John was trying to go um back to the NFL. Or if I did, I had forgotten. Well, he was trying to go for, I think, his 10th or his 11th year. And then mm-hmm. in the in the mix of it all, um, we were Oh, actually, I do remember that. Yeah. He, he had a good chance. Patriots or something? Uh, yeah, Patriots. I think even Baltimore at one time. Yeah, okay. he, had a good, he had a good opportunity there at the end. He was, he was good and old, so <clears throat> he did well. I didn't um, – I – I did. I don't think I asked Max to do that to me. I think Max just called me over and said, "Hey, grab my arm." Uh, I need to hear how Sevan asked him to use him for a Turkish getup. I don't. Uh, I don't it think started. I it started with uh, John. John talking shit. So one big thing with the football players is obviously I wasn't a football player, but I was pretty fucking strong, and um, I would always teach them how to recover and stay longer, like you know, uh, longer inside the the league. Most of the guys that I got were in that like eighth, tenth year, or fifth year to acquire long longevity in the NFL. And so um, we were talking about shoulder strength and the ability to do that. And then in the process, John said, Hey, do you think you can actually Turkish get up him? And then I asked you your weight. I think you were like uh, a smooth 152. Uh, I think like I lied to you also. I think I told you five, I think I was five pounds more than I really was like a weld muscled woman. Yeah. I was probably 157. I told you 152. I didn't want anyone to know. I mean, that's a, that's a full on fight at 155. You meet a girl that's 175. That's a, that's a full on fight. <laughs> me and her can go toe to toe. You're going to have to close your hand, man. <laughs> Any judgment you get online, well, fuck it. That's, that's, you don't have a choice. Uh, I mean, Gabby Garcia, Gabby Garcia walked into my gym one time and uh, she trained out of here for a while. And she's such a big fucking girl that I immediately, she shadowed the door and I, I wasn't fucking around. I got scared. Uh, sure. Do you have a lot of fighters at your gym? Uh, no, not anymore. No, I mean, I helped Vitor Belfort. I helped out the Ruka guys, uh, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu team. Yeah, shit like that for a while. Did you she have, um, uh, was Cyborg training there? No. No? No, no. She's over, I think, at another CrossFit gym or Chalk or some shit. She was what? fucking around with the neighborhood, yeah. <clears throat> Who... Um, how close are you to chalk? Is chalk um, a CrossFit gym? Not anymore. No, oh, I'm pretty, okay. I'm pretty close. They're down, they're down in, uh, the other side of Costa Mesa on the other side of the tracks. It's crazy. Cause I was, how far are you from Newport beach? A couple miles, you know, from oh. the beach itself. Yeah. I, so Six. I've been going down there two or three times a year. I need to visit you. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And you have kids, right? You have a kid, kids. Yeah, I got two. How old are they? I got one that's seven, and the other one is almost four. He'll turn four in August. The four-year-old is pissing vinegar, and the older guy is is pretty pretty athletic, pretty good mover. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, oh, and what do they do during the day? Um, I'm <laughs> I throw them in the school, Savan. I like oh. using the government. The government. Um, You're not afraid of programs. that. Max? You're not What's afraid that? of that. You're not afraid of that. Putting no, I'm, I'm very good at uh, framing my children and understanding that I'm in charge and that uh-huh. they come back and tell me what the fuck they learn. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll come in hot and heavy whenever I have to. I'm, I'm not scared of it. Also, uh, Tr- my- Trish, uh, this man is 99.9% Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> They're not talking about me or Caleb. Fact. Facts. <laughs> fact. Whoever posted that, that's a fact. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, meaning, meaning, uh, you, 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 you keep a close eye. You're, you're heavily involved in their day, in their, in their schooling. If this, some shit gets weird at school, you want, you march down to the principal's office and have a little word with them. Absolutely. My wife is in there. I'm in there. Yeah. We're like, we're like the PTA parents that never existed. Um, uh, do, do you remember the last time you were down there? 
Yeah, just the other day. And, and what did you have? They had to like say a festival you? thing, and so we were in in there hanging out. Oh, okay. At, at the festival thing. Okay, and you don't and my, any, any opportunity to go down there. You go down. Yeah, and my wife's in there like twice a week teaching like um, language and checking off like sight words and all that bullshit. Oh yeah, sight words. Yeah, but we also do at home. Uh, my my mom is fluent in Spanish. My mom watches them twice a week. She's uh she's actually an educator as well. So she they hang out with her almost like eight hours a week, and she speaks to them in Spanish. I am bilingual, um, first generation American. So um, no shit. Yeah, what are you? You you don't look Mexican. Argentino. Somos oh Argentino. shit! Wow. Yeah. Your mom was born in and and. My mom and my dad were born in Argentina, and my they met here in the states. And luckily, um, they have a beautiful story on how they got here, both of them separately. But they met here, and then you know they've been married forty-seven years. Did they meet in the church? Fuck no. Um, how did two Argentinians meet? That's crazy. Argentinian contention. One one met um, the came for the cousin, and then the best friend kind of introduced them. Wow, crazy! And and um, they both speak Spanish. It was Spanish your first language? Um, no, actually, English was. But then we went back to Argentina when I was three years old, and then I kind of forgot English and then learned Spanish. And I'm heavy dyslexic. Like I'm fucking, like I can't figure out how to spell any of the theirs. So, um, but I can spell supercompensation and weird shit like that. But I can't spell, and mostly everything I spell is phonetically. And some of it is they say it's because I learned Spanish real young. And it really is. I'm just fucking dyslexic. If you're going to give me a label, I, I got I got a learning disability, if you will. Yeah. How how, um, how long were you in Argentina when you went down there when you were three? Uh, three months. Three months. Oh, wow. And, and, the, and, and that was just fucking hardcore uh, uh, Spanish immersive. Yeah. <laughs> dive in deep. And then even when I went back when I was five, supposedly I didn't want to really speak Spanish because I was scared to lose English again. Uh, Kenneth Delap, uh, Sevan is getting an H-U-H-E testosterone contact high from having Max on the show. I don't know what H-U-H-E is, but uh, the rest of the shit I agree with. I'm definitely getting testosterone high. I feel some is. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of testosterone that flows inside the family and inside the household for sure with all the boys. That's... How old are you, Max? I am 44. I turned 45 this year. I technically can compete again as a 45-year-old Masters for weightlifting. Oh, are you competing in weightlifting? Thinking about it. Thinking about it. I haven't competed since my 36 years when I won that silver medal in Copenhagen as a Masters. I'm going to drop that right there. little plug. Uh, plug. um, Silver medal in in what what organization? Uh, Masters USA... W, but I represented us in the IWF um, because that's that's what they do. They don't have anything else besides. So that. International that's Weightlifting it. Federation. So it was, it's it's yeah. a world. It's a, uh, is that the highest level that you can compete at? As an old man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're pretty. And you much, want a silver medal in that at 35? Yeah, I cut all the way down to the 94 kilos right before they actually changed the the weight classes. Wow, no shit. Okay, let's go back a little bit. So, um, uh, Argentinian parents, do you have siblings? I do. I have one fucking brother that hasn't talked to my dad. <laughs> it's fucked up. Hasn't talked to his father in five plus years. Oh, um, he's got to fix that. He's got to fix that. Well, he won't ever again. My dad lost his hearing uh, last year. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. He completely lost his hearing? Yeah, lost his hearing. Lost his hearing. 
he's 87 years old and just popped. He always had bad hearing. Um, hey, why did they stop talking? You know, my brother was one of those guys that constantly has that victim mentality and pulls himself out and then comes back in, pulls himself out. He ran away from home at 18 and then came back. Um, he struggles with the, my mom's his half mom and he struggles with the fact that his real mom doesn't love him, but this other lady does, you know, that, that kind of story, which is a lot of the, what I'm doing now with men having baggage from the past or even now in their life and being able to give them an opportunity to move forward. That's the warrior week thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of alpha, a lot of alpha men hanging out, doing some alpha shit. Um, uh, and that's the guy. Um, uh, what's the guy's name who, who runs that? The Reverend of Truth. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, my man. Yeah. Sam Falsafi. Sam Falsafi. Uh, yeah. I'll put it in the, I put it, uh, the link in the private chat. Uh, is that the guy, is that the owner of Warrior Week? He is now, yes. Yes. It all started with Garrett J. White, which is interesting because they're all, they've all been influenced by CrossFit, whether they want to admit it or not. They've all been influenced. Um, Garrett J. White actually worked out down at Ethos under Jimmy Letchford for a while um, before he really got into heavy, heavy um, Warrior Week. And then is Garrett J. White the guy who has like the the the, the hot wife and like the the comb, the pompadora and he's like the yeah. white guy? He's like yeah. he's like the mo he kind of reminds me of the um um lions not sheep or sheep not lions guy. Yeah, yeah. They he even went through uh Garrett's program too. Um, the lions not sheep guy did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They What's all, they all ripped mean? it off from these guys. Yeah. These guys have been doing this for 10 plus years. Like everything you're seeing online right now has been taken from from the Wake Up Warrior and Warrior Week movement that started 10 plus years ago. Sorry, guys. I know this show's all over the place. I, I, I've given up, though, on getting keeping you guys in the loop here. Hold on a second. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? Let's get it. Let's go back to the kids and the family. Okay, but this. Okay, we got to come back to this Warrior Week. That's fascinating. So there's drama there. In the whole oh, yeah. warrior week there's and, drama yeah. everywhere there's drama business, isn't yeah. there drama business. can i ask the same for you i mean isn't there drama there too well i've really tightened my there is but i've really tightened my loop down and since i had kids my shit's gotten like I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking van driver you yeah. know what i mean like Amen. Yeah, I, i'm a, Amen. and i'm fucking good at it yeah van's a little no. dirty but i'm good at it yeah i don't fuck um, around i'm here for one reason only to pass it on to my kids what do you drive uh <laughs> i drive a lesbrew I drive a Subaru. Lesbaru. <laughs> Can I say that online? <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, uh, well, one of my you're uh, okay with that. One of my lesbian friends the other day was telling me that lesbians drive jeeps. She says, "Oh yeah. God," she's like, "I'm so fucking textbook lesbian." I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, and she told me all the things. And one of the things is she <laughs> yeah. said she drives a jeep. I'm like, "Really? They drive?" So lesbians like Subaru. Same thing. Subarus and jeeps. Yes. How about dudes who drive Subarus? Do they? Can we judge them? Categorize them? Uh, that's a good question. But they you're one probably, of them. Whatever they like are, me. you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, I don't think I fit the type, but I do now. Look at Audrey's claiming she's not a lesbian. Let me tell you something, Audrey. Let me Thanks, you. Audrey. I got your back. Let me tell you. You're an outlier then. Okay. Um, uh, so um, parents are still married. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah and, um, and, and how long have you been married? I've been married uh, 10 years, but we've been together for 17 Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I told her that I wouldn't marry her until I was retired from weightlifting. Poor girl. <laughs> uh, that really is a crowning achievement to be with one person for 17 years. Uh, yes and no, because, 
you know, I was on the opposite spectrum of treating her like shit because I felt like I was owed something special because I wasn't a guy that cheated on her. Um, I wasn't a guy that had been running around and fucking other women. And so that gave me like a, a card, if you will, to be like, well, you know, I, I deserve more. I deserve more. Um, and there was a process inside there that created a lot of chaos, just like all of us in our relationships. Oh, I don't cheat on you. So I gives me leeway to be a dick elsewhere. Yeah. Or not, not listen, not, not hold space for you. Not listen to your feelings. Wow. Um, not hold space. Look at you. You know, that, I hate that fucking word. I hate that. I, I knew, well, I knew you would deep, understand though. That. It's pretty important. I like it. You know, hold, holding I, space for women is important. Especially absolutely. I would rather use the word intent listening. Um, okay. That's like the, the bullshit that you're hearing now with vulnerability. You know, people talk about vulnerability. Fuck your vulnerability. Really, right. vulnerability comes down to your ability to write shit down and give it to somebody. So well, you're only vulnerable to as much as you want to share. There's only one person that knows your true vulnerability. The, the, uh, in that same family of words, the ones I'm, I'm not a huge fan of is boundaries. <laughs> yeah, but, boundaries. Yeah. Like as soon as I hear someone has boundaries, I'm like, you have mental illness too. What, <laughs> why, why, why does boundaries trigger you? Uh, I, I just, it, it's like g g full steam ahead, motherfucker. Full steam ahead. That you have too much. You have boundaries because you have fucking ego. Like full steam yeah. ahead. Like, like just jump, jump right in. But, but I mean, I, there is a place for boundaries. Like, like I, I get it. But it, I, I just the word. I just when I hear the, all the people I know who use the word, I have boundaries. You broken my boundaries. So and so broke my boundaries. I'm like, you fucking need to you fucking <laughs> see three shrinks and fucking far get on the pharmaceuticals. There's a misunderstanding of how to say yes and no for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. How about that? Just learn how to say no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah. And that was huge for me learning to say no. I wasn't, I didn't know how to say no until, I don't know. I did credit Dave Castro teaching me that in my forties, late forties. He definitely knows how to say yes and no. And which is funny because people will call him a dick because of it. And yet, you know, he's just, again, good at his boundaries, if you will, for sure. And, and people respect you for that too. When you know how yeah. to say no. You yeah. think that they won't like you, but in the long run, they actually respect you. They start to respect you. Absolutely. And you don't, you don't build resentment from it, right? You, you, when, you say, when you say yes and you go do something you don't want to do, then you build resentment, and then later that builds into something else. Right. My favorite one is, is can I borrow your car? Can I borrow your truck to move some shit? No. <laughs> can I? Well, why not? Because I, I don't lend my shit out. Yeah. No. Leave, a deposit, leave a deposit of 20, a briefcase full of $20,000 cash, and you can just have my truck. You just yeah, have fuck it. that. <laughs> we loaned out the van one time, and some asshole put gasoline in it, and it's diesel. So uh -oh. you can only imagine what the process was there. Yeah. What What do I do? Just I mean, the friendship's over because I lent you the car. Now, no, thank you. I'd rather keep you as a friend. And you just think I'm an asshole who doesn't want to share my car. That's a, that's the best way to do it. Um. So so you're right. And, and where are you? And so when you come back from um Argentina as a as a four year old boy, you're in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, raised, uh, born and raised in Anaheim, California, Ooh. basically. Wow. Okay. Um, so I was here up until my 17th year, and then I graduated from high school a little early. And then after that, I went up to Central Washington University, Ellensburg, Washington, and I worked with uh, five chimpanzees that knew American Sign Language. And I was there for about three and a half years. That's true. You're not fucking around? No. A, a chimpanzee sign language wrong, up in Washington State? Yeah, I was, an in, I was an intern there. Yes, yes. Wow, dude. Yes. Yeah, you can totally use the word lesbo if you spent five years in Washington. You get yeah, you know, <laughs> met Jane Goodall. Yeah. The, the did you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you doing up there with? Um, that was like your your focus. 
Yeah, I went to school for religious studies and experimental psychology. No shit. Yeah. And so um, you were you were religious studies major by choice? Well, no, I actually went there specifically for experimental psychology and poli sci, and I wanted to do campaign management bullshit. And then I rolled down a hill 278 yards. Two of us lived and two of us died. And then that turned me into the quest for God. That changed, oh. changed me to find out what, hey, what, what's this uh, religion all about and why the fuck did I live? Can I hear this, this story, the, the two rolling down 278 feet? Tell me this story. Yeah, Please. the only reason why I know how specifically still that number was because the, the cop, when I told him that I rolled about 300 yards, he was like, no, nah, you'd be dead. And I was like, yeah. I ran, I stopped, I ran, I stopped, and I ran, and we were at the top of the hill. And the next day he called me personally and was like, hey, Mr. Mormont, you were right. Uh, you did roll about 300 yards it was actually 278 um we were leaving a party it was my birthday like literally midnight of my birthday 18th year and we were leaving like after school special style and we had an extra kid in the car and the driver started driving like shit to kind of get him out and he got out and And you guys are drunk you guys are drunk uh, he had been drinking a little bit. Yeah, he had been drinking a little bit. Um, but that, I mean, he, he was a shitty-ass driver because later when I talked to his brother, I went to go see his brother. His brother immediately was like, oh, fuck, he finally rolled. And so that was... What kind of car? Um, it was like a... Uh, it was some type of hatchback. Okay. Some type of hatchback. Collapsed. Collapsed. As it was rolling, you know, it was fucking rolling oblong. Why did and it roll down a cliff? Down a... down a- yeah, He was making a left-hand bank. So we got the other kid out, and I looked at him like, hey, man, are you driving like shit? What's the deal? And he, like, winked at me like, I'm just trying to get this other guy out. Um, so then we, we drove a couple more turns and then fucking right off the cliff, caught the back end of the wheel off the, off the road, lifted the car up, and then it just started rolling oblong. And um, four boys in the car, four boys in the car. Two of us were wearing seatbelt. Two of us were not wearing seatbelt. Um, and it was 50 50 across the board uh, Two, you know, one kid with a seatbelt died. One kid without a seatbelt died. Oh, shit. People died, Max. Oh, yeah. One kid got shot out the back. Uh, Pat got shot out the back and he hit his head on a rock um, or got got hit. And then Phil, as he was driving his his head, his head hit a rock. Um, he was holding onto the steering wheel and he hit his head and then he bled out on my leg, on my leg. Hey, did that roll seem like it went on forever? Yeah. So much so that I, I, I fucking prayed and was like, Hey, can I just make this stop? And it actually got stopped by a boulder. We actually rolled on the bottom of the frame, got stuck to a boulder before we were almost into a ravine of water, which probably would have took us all out. How many times do you think the car rolled? Fuck. I don't know, man. A lot. A lot so much so that i remember closing my eyes i had a concussion from the top of my head hitting hitting my head um and grabbing the oh shit bar on the side of the the car and the rocks hitting because i had heard stories of hey if you're off-roading if your hands and limbs go outside the window you're gonna lose shit and yeah. the window was compressed by the time we got out and then i jumped out tore my pants um and then i got the other kid the other kid had the best ride because he had no seatbelt on but he grabbed the bottom of the seat um, and then just hunker down, never hit the top of the roof. Ryan. Hey, so you're, you're, that's 22 years ago. Is that, is that still fresh in your head? Like change your life kind of shit? Like, uh, yeah, it, well, it moved, it moved me to start to look into now. I, now I realize why that happened. Uh, cause it moved me to really investigate God inside of my life. And then it also triggered me 
to question, you know, why I survived. So then I started selling fucking marijuana, traveling the whole West Coast in my Volkswagen microbus, uh, creating a muck, really, really selling a lot of fucking weed. After and, that? After oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I got $12,000 cash. I started growing in Seattle. Um, I started creating a fucking muck and getting shot at, stealing shit. Um, yeah, I was like, I questioned. What year was that? So it was still illegal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was illegal um, up until <laughs> yeah, that was very similar. I didn't have a nice Windows one, but uh, <laughs> God, that the you know something like that now is like a hundred grand. Have you seen? I know that? that's I don't regret a lot, Savon. And one thing I do regret is selling that Volkswagen microbus. Like literally, you can go online and find these buses with no engine, completely rusted out, j j barely even a car, and it's like fifty six thousand dollars. And no mine, wheels, my, no nothing. Just if you just want like a rusted out piece of shit with no engine in it. Mine was pretty tits. It had uh, it had some some rusting on the bottom, but it was nice. It was nice for an older car. Um, so, so let me see if I can paint this story a, a little bit. Accident rocked you. Two guys died. I'm guessing you didn't process that. You just immediately took your money and started used that energy and started a small business basically. And your business was going to be to grow marijuana and sell it. Yep. Yeah, and I and and I did that for a, a long while too, and it was a good business. Um, yeah. Were you growing indoors? Indoors, hydroponic, yeah. yeah. In, a, yeah. in an era that didn't exist, right? Like it kind of did, but it wasn't at the level, um, especially in industrial spaces, to really increase the ability to um, produce. Yeah, fuck yeah. And um, and then and then and, and shit got shady when you start dealing like in pounds and pounds of weed. Shit got shady, and you started um, on associating with unsavory characters people who are willing to shoot at you because a yeah. pound is uh, you they bought five pounds and they claim you only gave them four and shit like that weird shit mm -hmm. i got a buddy actually that got stabbed um for just like a quarter pound of weed because they knew he always carried a backpack and so then it created this kind of like tug of war bullshit that starts happening in that world of like you fuck me i fuck you and then it just keeps escalating until someone actually decides to fucking get killed or go down that road i remember talking to a counselor in regards to this and i said i never killed anybody and she was like well that's your justification and i was like yeah because i could have i could have and i'm i'm blessed that i never did that I never oh did man that would be I horrible did that yeah it, um, i don't know if you remember but do you remember in 2007 at the original crossfit diablo craig howard's gym mm -hmm. one of his coaches was selling weed and got stabbed and killed for a, a do you remember that yeah. For a, a marijuana sale that went sideways, something that you can just go in the store, any store in now and buy. I almost got a fucking felony for uh, two pounds of marijuana, which I would have lost all my rights. And now I would have been asking the, the governor, hey, man, this is legal now. I need to be pardoned for this shit, like full full prohibition shit. Fucking nuts. OK, so so you're in that. And and do you get out of that? So you're doing that and doing the Jane Goodall um, shit. I'm, I'm still I'm traveling to colleges to sell weed and I'm, I'm up there until 1999 um, and then it starts escalating too aggressively in early uh, end of 1999 coming into 2000. So then I decide to come home to Anaheim, California and leave it all behind. So I sold I sold it out, sold my business, sold my business to some friends out there uh, and then came home and then moved completely away from it. What does that look like to sell uh, an illegal business? 
Well, I was blessed. I had some mentors in this process that were really good guys, which is weird inside that business, right? To find find homies like that. Um, and there was four of us that like fucking ran together and grew together. And so I just cut my cut my shares out and said, hey, man, if you guys want this, because the way we operated is that if you didn't have contact with us within two weeks, we wouldn't talk to you anymore. So you lost everything. Oh, okay. So, you know, you had to be in close. There were some rules. With each other. Yeah. So, so basically they, um, when you say you sold the business, meaning the equipment, the, maybe a lease to a location, my book, my book of knowledge, uh, my book of knowledge, as well as my contacts. Do, do you miss um, growing? Do you grow anything now? Do you grow like fruit trees or, and do you grow anything? Do you have a flower bed or anything in your house? No, actually I don't at all. I killed it all. Um, I do, do miss, miss it. I do yeah. miss it. My dad, my dad grows really awesome roses and then he ha- knows how to like, cross plant them and then also to like make different colors like we can make uh roses with like rings on them and you know different petal colors and all that kind of shit and when i used to, my dad's a really good green thumb and i would ask my dad questions and at one point when he found out that i was doing it he was just like maxi just ask me how to grow marijuana like, stop, stop beating around the bush asshole just tell me tell me what you know um but, you know we i came down here and and just like any kid that thinks they're going to get out of something um they really don't they really don't. And so I got sucked right back into it. Um, I had a buddy that got fucking robbed. And so I went and collected on what he got robbed, took it back to him and said, Hey man, if you need help to protect your shit, let me know. That's what I do. So, um, then I got right back into it just like that. Just like an addict. You get addicted to the money. You get, you get addicted to the lifestyle. You get addicted to the process. And it wasn't like I was, and I was like you, I was a guy that liked to stay in the van. I didn't really like, it wasn't flashy. I didn't spend a lot of money. I saved, I did really well. Um, but then at some point I had to realize that there's not a lot of retired drug dealers. And so you have to right, move right. forward. Yeah. It kind of has the same, uh, 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 injury, death or jail or kind of the end up being the the yeah. outcomes. Oh, and then, and then finally they made it. Um, you know, they legalized it. and It became so fucking competitive. It just put everyone out of business. Anyway. Well, anyway, a right? good thing here, what I did in Southern California was um, I made safety deposit boxes, so you couldn't really deposit it into the bank, and so we just made little little banks to put your money in. That's so, right. Yeah, it's not federally insured, so they had to put it somewhere, and the, they had to put it into a safety deposit box. So you, we made, what do you mean you made those? We made like, uh, so we would get a, a location, get a, <laughs> I know how to get gym locations, right? So we just got an industrial location, made it fucking secured, put safety deposit box in there, put a 24 hour guard and then offer the ability to house your money. Holy shit. I, I'm a fucking entrepreneur. I'm like a Jamaican. I got multiple fucking jobs. I sold all that when I went to work for Warrior Week. I uh-huh. moved myself completely out of anything that has to do with affecting kids and drugs and all that bullshit. Right. Um, so, cause I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't continuously be inside that world knowing what I have with my kids. Right. So, and for maybe preaching what you preach at warrior week. Correct. 100%. Um, when, when, when did you get into um, fitness and sports? Did you ever, were you working out this whole time? Yeah, I was a soccer player in college and I was a soccer player um, all my life. And then, like real soccer player, like you played on the school team in college. Yeah. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't make the team. No, I tried. I walked on and uh, then they actually turned the team into um, title nine it. And so it went from actually a division sport to a club sport. And that was kind of part of me wanting to quit school and then the chimps too. So that was, there was, and the amount of money I was making from selling dope, there was no reason to stay in school. 
So it was just like a, a pinnacle of shit that happened. So I walked away in 2000, came home, started fucking around again, still doing fitness, got into bodybuilding, did a couple competitions, cut down to like- Were you when you played soccer? Were you like a, a, a metabolic fucking freak? 185 pounds. Oh, and, and how tall are you? I'm like five nine. Okay, so not skinny. No, I was a bigger soccer player. Soccer player, yeah. I was a bigger soccer player. Most of the time, I wouldn't get on a team, or they would like judge me because of how big I was. But I was a hard worker, and I was always happy, happy. You know, I hate to say happy go lucky, but I was always, you know, never, never bummed to work out, never bummed to train, never bummed to practice. I love the fucking journey of of the practice, right? So. Um, coaches liked me for that. And so they would keep me around in that for sure. Um, and then in 2000 to 2004, I was doing some bodybuilding. And then I realized that that was just the sport of aesthetics and also to uh, posing. And it just wasn't for me. And so I met this guy, Skip Benzing. And Skip and I started talking. In Up regard- north in Washington. Uh, no, we're down here in California, actually. He's, he's an assistant strength coach at Cal State Fullerton, and I'm working at a 24-hour fitness, and he's trying to make some extra cash, and he just kind of gets inside this 24-hour fitness. Um, and we start talking in regards to the Olympic lifts and how to train athletes in Olympic lifting. Had you ever heard of the Olympic lifts at that point? Yes, and I was always told that they were bad for you. And uh-huh. so... I was never taught them, but I was working with soccer kids and knowing that if they were going to go to college, they were going to have to know how to do Olympic lifts. They're going to have to do a power clean. And so I wanted to develop that skill. I also got into kettlebells and then I started realizing there's a lot, there's a lot of cool shit out there. Um, did you, did you know you were strong then? Yeah, I was squatting like 500 pounds to parallel. I was oh, still running, shit. running like a 630 mile. Like we fucked around with all that shit prior to going and seeing, you know, Glassman because uh, Mike Bergner and Josh Everett is who introduced us to coach Glassman. So, um, how did you, how did you meet uh, Josh Everett and Mike Bergner the first okay, time through, through Skip Benzing? Cause Skip was a strength coach at uh, Cal state Fullerton. And then we went to go get our USAW in 2004 from then, Mike, from Mike in 2004. Yeah. When he would just teach them like at high school and you yeah. pay like 50 yeah, bucks video a week or something, right? At high school, yeah. I went to go hang out with oh him. Oh, my quite a bit. God. So Does even when all his kids you? left, Does I Mike remember you from back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was just you and a bunch of high you just you and a bunch of high school kids like every I would you just at some point all the kids left the house and it was like just me and Amy and Naya um, hanging out at the house or you know a lot of a lot of the kids were moving on and so I was local so I would still drive down there a couple times a week to go and see them especially on Saturday or Wednesday. Wow, you were part of that scene. That's fucking crazy. How was that scene? For those of you who don't know, um, um, Mike Bergener, maybe arguably one of the most successful Olympic lifting coaches in the world, made a shitload of money, went from being um, just a dude who fucking taught high school kids how to Olympic lift and ran into Coach Glassman, and uh, they built a great friendship. And Mike ran with the opportunity to teach Olympic lifting all over the world. Maybe one of the most influential people in the history of Olympic lifting you can make that argument, right? For wheels, people that have spun off. I would make that from. argument. I would make that argument. Absolutely. And maybe one of the most generous people you could ever meet, right? This fucking yeah. guy lets anyone come yeah. up to his house and work out anytime. It seems like. Yeah, he's he's a sweetheart of a man. You were part of that crew. You would just roll in the garage and just. Yeah. Thirteen just drive bars up to his deep. house and hey, Mike, and just get at it. Yeah. 
There's oh, Mike, a, that is not safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's safe, man. I mean, if you're that fucking flaily, you need to figure it out, man. <laughs> Maybe don't lift that weight because if you're running with your weight or that's like a, it's like a CrossFitter that says, hey, man, I, I got a new PR, right? I got a new PR. And you're like, all right, sweet. Well, what? how many times did you attempt it? And they're like six times. And you're like, no, you got a one in six PR. It's very, right. well, you're right. very right. different. Right. Very different. Well said. Okay. God, I didn't know you had those roots. And so you're, you're rolling with those guys pre CrossFit. It's just, just dirty back then, down and dirty. Dude, yeah. He's already wrong. kind of involved in CrossFit. This is the three day cert where, you know, you have Dan. He John. was in 2004. He already was. Yeah. Or 2005. Yeah. He already okay. was rolling with them. He, he already had the part of the three day cert where he was teaching it with, uh, he taught his in the morning, I think on like Saturday and then right. even, um, Fucking Ripto taught, uh, Dan John taught, uh, fucking, uh, what did Dan Hackleman. John teach? What did Dan, Dan John teach? Um, I don't know. Some shit oh. about power or something. I don't okay. remember. Um, Dan, Dan taught, uh, you had John Hackleman teaching fighting yeah. on, uh, Sunday. Um, I remember yeah, it, was a, it was a good crew of three, three days, three days. And I would go up there quite a bit to go and visit them. Um, yeah, it was good and, times. And so, and and so they basically, so you met Mike and Josh and they're like, Hey, you should check out this CrossFit shit. Yeah. They, they were like, Hey, you guys are doing a lot of crazy shit. Um, but you don't have anything to quantify it by. So you guys should go check out this CrossFit thing because they take everything that you're doing and they have a, a quantification for it. Like they have the ability to, to take times reps. Like there's, there's beauty inside of what you're doing. You just don't realize that you're doing it. And so, and at that time we were getting ran, ran out of gyms, ran out of colleges, um, you know, not very socially acceptable to do what we were doing, which was, you know, CrossFit. Isn't that crazy? Like overhead squats. I remember like being at UC Berkeley doing overhead squats or deadlifts and people would be like, are you like the fucking gym director coming over being like, dude, you can't do that shit. Well, let's just understand. <laughs> let's just understand something right now. There's no such thing as a stupid exercise. It's just a stupid exerciser. <laughs> Sure. Let's, let's fucking let's. So the snatch is not bad. You are bad for the snatch. Like let's 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 fucking put that out there right away. Um. And um, when is you when do you think that hey you're gonna do this uh, Olympic lifting thing at a competitive level? So Skip talks me into being his test subject, and he's writing a senior thesis on Olympic weightlifting for you know general population and college kids. And so he's like, "Hey, you got to give me eight months of it, and then you got to go get your USAW. You got to help me do some of the research." And I said, "Sure, I'll help you with that." So we go through the process of this, and then I compete eight months later, and I qualify for American Opens in Kissimmee, Florida. Um, and I, I'm like, fuck it, I might as well go and do this. Like, what? What? What, what year I, is that? uh it's 2004 2005 maybe fuck crazy dude 2005 2006 fuck and are you loving it yeah yeah i mean it's keeping me out of jail it's moving it's removing me from the process of doing what i was doing it's giving me a new a newfound you know ability to train multiple times a day i was already training multiple times a day as a bodybuilder but now I was actually getting athletic again. You know, I'm fucking running fast forties. I'm doing fucking, you know, 60, 50 something reps at 225. Like I'm doing combine shit. And then now I'm snatching, you know, snatching over my body weight. I'm cleaning, jerking one and a half times. I'm squatting, you know, 550 below parallel. And then there's this, this whole process that starts coming from it. You know, so I started with only being able to snatch the barbell. And I started with mesh fucking gloves, clean, clean and press. 
So to see myself change and develop, yeah, I fell in love with the sport. Um, Kiss Me Florida, I think I ended up 13 out of 13 and um, was like, fuck, I want to move up and see what I can do with this. And I trained for 2008 Olympic trials and trained for 2012. No shit. Uh, Are you teaching at this point too? Is that how you're making money? Yeah. So no, I'm running Globo gym. So I'm, I'm working for a 24 hour fitness. And then at one point I worked for Equinox as a fitness manager, teaching, teaching trainers how to sell and train other people like program, um, you know, paradization, all that kind of stuff, which in turn teaches them how to sell prescription sales instead of actually just arbitrary sales. Um, and I would save, I would save like a hundred grand or more and then use what I used to have And then I wouldn't work for two years. So I trained, I would work full time, train full time for two years. Cause remember there's, there's not fucking sponsorships like there are now. There's not, I mean, fuck, even when I was doing bodybuilding, I had to go and answer like penny saver ads to go and fucking pose for some weirdo that was like, you put the lotion on the skin, you know, like if if I drank any water, I was going to fucking end up dead. Um, So, you know, that, that, that was the passion. So I I did that for eight years and I would work full time for two years and then I would stop fucking working, quit my job and then just train full time, train full time. And um, so 2008, you said it was, you tried out to go to the Olympics. Olympic trials. Yeah. Yeah. And how was that? What's that like? Um, it was, it was good. I mean, they, they changed the QT total to a standard of the top three in the world. So like the 105, now it's a different weight class, but at my time it was 105, 105 plus we were never going to be able to go because that was the most competitive weight class in the world. So, um, and women are going to actually Meaning score Meaning if you, you people who weigh 105 kilograms. Yeah. Yeah. 231, 231. That's like Klokoff and shit. Right. So names that you would know. Um, just the most competitive, like, again, absolute weight is much more exciting to watch than relative weight being lifted. But you still, even, even though it was that competitive, you still went through the process. You're like, Hey, I'm still going to give it a shot. I'm going to, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I've ranked, I was, I was a, a bridesmaid, never a bride. So I've, I've come close at Americans and, um, and nationals and the Arnold classic to podium, but never podium, you know? And then, and then, um, and then why try again in 2012? Do you still, why try again in 2012? Because I said I would do two cycles, right? I said I would do two cycles of Olympic weightlifting and training for it that I would, no matter what, I would put in the two cycles. And I got hit by a drunk driver in 2007 um, and just demolished. Leading up to the trials. Leading up to the trials, just demolished my shoulder. Uh, nobody could guarantee that they would actually be able to repair it in time to lift at the trials in 2008. So then I just went up to the super heavyweight class and qualified for uh, the trials in 2008 for a heavier weight class. Yeah. So I just went, I bumped it. And, and, um, and during this time um, that you're doing all this Olympic lifting, are you still, are you still doing dabbling in CrossFit also? Yeah. I'm fucking around with, you know, CrossFitters. I'm, I'm messing around with uh, teaching it. I'm, I'm 100% passionate about it. I'm passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about community. Um, and I have been, I'm, I'm never going to get rid of the CrossFit name, no matter what, I don't care if who comes to get it or what they want or where I got to go to court for it. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, it's, it's ingrained on me. I'm surprised I don't have a fucking CrossFit tattoo. If I was one of those douchebags, I would. Are you, are you, um, that, that's interesting. Why are you still affiliated just because loyalty, because that, what you're doing is CrossFit to you? Yeah, man. I, I, I love Coach Glassman. I, I love 
what we've been able to do inside of spreading it from what I've seen to where it's at now, the sport, the community, the generalization, the fights, the, you know, there's, there's been a process inside there that, you know, Greg wasn't the only one fighting those fights, right? Like, you know, we were fighting them at like universities, you know, I was fighting them throughout the world. I was, you know, there was a, there was a huge process for me for sure. And, um, uh, so what year did you buy CrossFit Costa Mesa? Just bought it, uh, during the pandemic. 20, 2020, 2021. Did you buy it before the pandemic? No. Oh, after, okay. After okay. the so, pandemic. So, so basically the people who had it were like, this is fucked and they needed to offload it. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll step in. Yep. Wow. And, and you had been working there. Yeah, I'd been working there for eight or nine years. Who were the owners? Did I know them? Uh, Alec Hansen. Alec Hansen. Uh, they, they also were part of GRID. They were also part of grid. Okay. Which, so I would for sure recognize the guy if I saw him. Yeah. They knew the, they, they actually made the LA rain team. Okay. Um, which in turn should have been done at a later time. Um, and it would have done well, but they were eager to do it then. Were, were you, did you compete in grid? No, I coached it. I had the worst team in grid and I inherited oh, awesome. it. Um, and I, <laughs> I inherited it. I, I got the, like the bad news fucking bears of uh, grid. And then um, I did a draft and my draft would have been badass if it would have, if the league would have sustained itself, I would have had a winning team for sure. Now they're still around, but they're just in Florida, right? It's just got more localized. Yes. And I think that's the only place they are. And um, were you friends with Dusty Highland? Yes. I, I, I am friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a we, cool dude. Yeah, he's a sweetheart of a man. Good, good, good dude. Uh, we co-did that team for a while, and then actually I inherited the team. Um, they fired him. It wasn't the it wasn't the point of firing him. I didn't I didn't come on board for him to get fired. So he, <laughs> I don't think he has any uh, anger towards it. But if he does, I apologize. That wasn't my intent. Oh, he's uh, a great guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, uh, games level level caliber coach, right? Uh, oh yeah. 100 like he has games athletes multiple like females males yeah he's done L- very well uh, Lindsay valenzuela right yeah very well um and uh, sam briggs right yep he's developed a lot of uh, i mean he's a good fucking good lifter he's a good gymnast um, did he ever win the games did he ever win masters he went he won his masters also. yeah i don't think so i mean he had he had kenny leverage in there i think he helped oh. Noah for a while so he helped some big fucking names yeah, that guy's legit. And that's the oh, yeah, that's the is. crappy thing about our industry, right? Like you'll help out a kid through his development process and then he'll jump in with another coach and people will actually think that they're that's the coach. Like, no, that's not the fucking coach. That's just the babysitter right now. I should I should have him on. I text with Dusty, I don't know, like two or three times a year. Like something will happen and we'll just start texting for a day or two, you know? I should yeah. I, sh- I should have him on. He's, Absolutely. He's got some, what and he doesn't have his CrossFit gym anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. The LA got real funky, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it if if he wanted to get out of it. LA it got was, real weird. Was his do- Dogtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogtown. Oh shit! I can't believe I remember that. Dogtown. Absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if that. Hey, Caleb, can you see if that gym's still around? Dogtown CrossFit. Holy shit! We were all we were all so uh, young back then. So so. That's 20, that was 20 years ago. So you were tw- basically 21, 22 when you first crossed oh, paths with CrossFit. What's it say? Does it say closed? Yeah, Permanently closed. closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think he sold it though. I, I, I think it was, on, it was good for him. I think. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, my my owner actually hooked us up. He did he did us he did us a solid. Uh, we had a location that was twenty two thousand dollars a month in the middle of COVID, and we weren't using any type of mortgatorium or anything like that. We were paying the bills, and then we subleased it out. The rent was twenty two thousand. Twenty two k. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big CrossFit gym. Yeah, eleven thousand square feet standalone building. That's crazy stress. Crazy stress. <laughs> and I was help managing that shit for nine years. <laughs> what happens when you get three months behind on your rent? You're like, oh my God, sixty thousand dollars. You don't. You, you don't. don't. You know, even in COVID, we weren't. So you don't. You don't uh, get um, that, so and that gym had two hundred and fifty members and went down to what thirty? Thirty-five, the remnant. And where did they all go? There was just people basically trying to survive. Their their incomes were all fucked up too, and everyone just either incomes were fucked up. They didn't want to deal with the bullshit of going in and out outside. They didn't want to deal with the mask or no mask. They didn't want to, you know. Some of them too had been around for so long. They've been around for like eight or nine years that it was an opportunity to leave without having to say goodbye. Right? Like it was a it was a good way to kind of get a new gym for yourself. Also, you know, we're good at what we do. Um, you know, you just hang out at this gym, you're going to get fucking fit through osmosis and you go to another gym, you're a top dog. I mean, you leave fucking CrossFit Costa Mesa and you hang out here for 5 years, you're a top dog somewhere else. That's just mm. the way it is. Like, and it's hard to come back to be a fucking low low on the totem pole after you right. become a top dog. Okay. Uh, fair enough. And 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 now the gym's back open and where's your location now? Uh, Costa Mesa. And what what street? Where? We're on um, fuck Adams, Adams and Harbor. And how far is it from your house? Um, like three miles, two miles. I live in Huntington Beach. Okay, so you got you're 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 doing it. Oh yeah. And then and then, and then how do you cross paths with Warrior Week? You're a participant at first. I'm a participant. I'm part of Warrior X. Um, in 2015, when I retired from weightlifting, I was struggling um, with not understanding who I was and what I was going to do. Also, too, like business-wise, I didn't really know how I was going to crank up my business. And so I had a really good friend of mine that I was coaching, which was uh, Sam Falsafi. And he was a coach there. He was the lead coach, head coach, and was like, hey, man, you should come try this out. You've done this survival shit. You'll be fine. You were um, coaching him at your gym? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For a, couple, for a couple of years. Yeah. I was helping him out getting, he was, he liked the weightlifting and we were, we were talking and I was training him and he was like, Hey, you should try this out. And I came out and did it. And, and I was, I fell in love with it. Uh, yeah, Drago just dropped a new book as well. He's a, we, we donate uh, money to the Navy SEAL fund which is another one that we help out a good friend of ours just passed away. Dan Cirillo. Um, he's part wow. of it as well. Um, so D was Dan was part of warrior week. Uh, he was really good friends with uh, Sam and uh, they worked, they worked together in regards to developing things and helping each other out and talking with each other. Yeah. That's crazy that Dan passed. I, I remember yeah. Dan was up at a, like a Trident CrossFit or something like that frog frogman CrossFit or something up in Washington. I remember visiting his gym like way back in the day. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. Friends with Dave. He was a seal, right? Yeah. Like one of the best seals <laughs> has a high body count. One of the highest. Fuck. Man, one of the highest. He's fucking taco is no joke. Taco, taco yeah, that's is right. No taco, joke. that's what they call them. Taco, and yeah. then and then so so tell me what is what. So he says, hey, you should come check it out, and you go check it out. And what is it? 
Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an experience. That's what it is. It's an experience. That's, that's about as much as I can say about it. It's an experience. And, and how many days? Uh, now it's four days. Now it's a four day experience. And you sleep there? Yeah. Sleep there, eat there, shit there, piss there. Uh, you gotta be willing to check your ego, check your, yourself, check yourself in, you know, be present, be, you know, be able to be humble and go through the process, trust the process, you know, details, understanding details. And it's not, it's not like Navy SEAL bullshit. It's not military bullshit. It's um, real, real and raw and relevant bullshit. Like it's, it's heavy. Um, going back to, um, uh, the car rolling, um, and, and you said it, it puts you on a, a pursuit of, of God. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah did yeah, you yeah. ever find God? Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, not through hallucinogenics, let me tell you that. I know some people say that, but whenever you preframe the ability to see God with drugs, <laughs> then, then you don't really see God, right? Like, let's understand that. And I've done shamans. I've gone with a shaman. I've done spiritual trips. I've, done, I've just done drugs, too, in general. Um, but I was born Roman Catholic. I've always believed in Jesus Christ as my savior. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't like talking about God to other people because I'm very selfish about it. Right. It's my connection with my God. And, and it's never been something that I wanted to put out there. This is probably the first time in my life that I've just said it like that openly. Um, and mostly because I don't want to get lumped up with the fucking crazies on the fucking street, holding a sign that the end of days are coming, you know? Right. Um, right. I, I don't want to be associated with that. But I, I do want to be associated with God and the word and understanding the truth. And that's where I'm at. Let me ask you this. Um, uh, while I, I believe respecting what you just said, your pursuit was. Um, what's that called when, when you um, something's fruitful? Your pursuit was bountiful. Oh, thank you, Kev. Bountiful. Uh, that, that was like God speaking to me. I don't know where that voice yeah, came from. Yeah, the Holy bountiful. Spirit. Yes, yes. But it was uh, bountiful. You, 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 you're, the pursuit was a good pursuit. Absolutely. It was a long pursuit and it was investigative. And I, you know, I went through the seven religions of the world. I, I've read Bhagavad Gita's, Upanishads, fucking, you know. Uh, you name it. I've, you know, I've, I've been involved with it, read it. I still read it. I still investigate it. Um, you know, the Quran, uh, I have all seven major tattoos tattooed on my back to remind me of it. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very investigative of God and, and wanting to know really why and, and why am I here? And why is that? Why is this relationship matter? What does it matter for me to have relationships with others? What's the what's the purpose? Right. And most of it, it's just not going to ever be known. Um, but I'm still <laughs> I'm still curious. Right. Right. I, I, I think that. uh I think that's kind of the noble path, right? To pursue uh, the unknown. Mm -hmm. but, but what about, so then bringing you back up to this warrior week thing, why do that if you've already taken the journey on your own? Like what do they, what does he say to you that? So I'm going to fuck he, you up right now. So, uh, yeah. so the COVID hits, COVID yeah. hits and I'm going online. Um, me and you were talking on and off. Um, you're fucking keeping me alive actually. Uh, you were a big part of me making it through COVID um, with the kids, understanding. Yeah, you, man. Me, me. Yeah. Our little text messages at night, me fucking yeah. yelling at you, talking wow. to you. Um, wow. Yeah, you kept me in the fight, kept me in the the investigation. You kept me in the the love of helping the kids. And 
um yeah fuck man i owe you a lot for it wow uh, crazy thank uh, you i had no idea uh, um yeah. so so i get into this thing and we get out of the gym i'm looking for a new location i'm working online and i decide you know what i only want to work with men i only want to work with men i don't really want to work with women online i, I want to develop men and who else do i know that can do that besides sam and so i'm like oh i got to reach out to sam but I, i'm humble but i'm not my ego's in it i'm like you know what fuck it i don't, I don't need a handout I can make it through fucking COVID without a handout. Um, so I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go get some food one night. And I go and get food. And as I'm walking out, it's full COVID, right? I got a fucking mask on. Like everywhere I'm going, it's it's locked down. Um, I'm walking out and there's a homeless man sitting there and asked me for my food. And immediately I'm like, ah, you know what? Fuck, <laughs> fuck this guy. I want to keep my food. I just waited for this. Um, and it's like, Hey, give him your food. So I'm like, all right, fuck. I give him my food. And I'm like, I'm I mean, you hear the two voices. One's like, give me your food. And the other one is like, fuck, fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah eat yeah, your I mean, food. You're a fucking fatty, yeah, man. Eat yeah, your own yeah, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. who knows what he's going to do. He's yeah. probably going to sell my food and buy drugs with it. You know, right, like, right. like all that shit. And so I'm like, no, nah, I give him my food. I go back inside and I order some more food. So I go back out while I'm waiting. Cause you can't even wait inside the fucking restaurant. Right. right. right? He's got to wait outside. I go back out and he says, Hey, sit with me and eat with me. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to get sick. Guaranteed you're fucking sick. I don't know. Flu right. or not, you're right. going to kill me. Get like, something, right. I'm going to step on one of your needles. Yeah. Yeah. You got heroin in your pocket for all I know. Yeah. Um, and then I sit down and he takes his mask off. And again, I panic. Right. And so I take mine off and I have this full on conversation with him. And in this process, I ask him, hey, man, what got you on the streets and what kept you in the streets? Like, why didn't you get help to get out? And he said, you know, in this process of being on the street. I never asked for help. I had friends, I had people, I had ability to get help, and yet I just refused to take it. And that was kind of a eye-opener for me to ask for help because, again, I was not being humble enough and my ego wasn't in check. And I had a job in San Diego because at that time, I'm fucking like a bag of on just trying to get cash in the house. So I'm driving down there to get some work done, help out some people, um, physical fitness and stuff, and I go past Sam's exit. And so I call him and I'm like, hey, man, what's what's the deal with helping out men? And he says, well, come down here. Let's chat. So I go down there and we start talking about, you know, helping men online and all that stuff. We come up with a beautiful mind situation of what we need to do. And he knew that I had done logistics for certifications before and he knew I knew how to run, you know, two day certs. And so he said, hey, would you want to do my logistics for Warrior Week when we turn this back on? So and sure, what did yeah. you do that for originally, like CrossFit football or something? Yeah, CrossFit okay. football. Yeah. Okay. Um, even, even like, uh, hanging out with the L ones, I understood flow master. I understand all that bitch, that shit. Right. I'm, I'm okay. a glorified wedding planner now. So, okay. um, uh, we, we went through the process and we turned it on early and I became logistics. And then he's like, Hey, do you want to coach here too? And I was like, absolutely. And here we are. But first you went through the program. Yes. In 2015. And, and, and did that, and, and, Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. So you re wow. So the program, even after going through the program, you were still hesitant to ask for help. Yes. Um, but but did you love the program when you went through it? Yes. I love I love the actual movement of I don't really like what Garrett's doing now, but I really like and I never really had been very who's, enthralled. who's Garrett? That's the guy who's running it now? Yeah, uh, he's the guy that does wake up warrior. Like I've never been enthralled with Garrett J. White. I mean he never actually kind of I I'm a lot of guys want to go and swing off his dick. I've never been one that wanted to swing off his cock. Like it's not it's nothing for me. It's not he's like a wolf of Wall Street kind of vibe. You know, he's he's a guy that pivots a lot. 
Um, I just don't trust guys like that. I don't. I don't. I, I can trust Greg Glassman because I know Greg Glassman is going to preach CrossFit and has for a long time. He hasn't fucking pivoted, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the, but the wake up warrior movement and what they do for men in the essence of like developing them and understanding what the importance of your body, your being, your balance and your business, those core four is, is essential. Like it's very rare that you meet an entrepreneur that's doing well for himself, that puts self-love into himself and not being able to develop. Like you do work on yourself, shit fucking happens. So, so let, let me go, cause I'm, uh, you kind of lost me here. Wake up warrior and warrior week are two different things. Yes. Okay. 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 Because their YouTube channels are kind of all twisted up. Into Correct. Work. We, we were ran and operated by wake up warrior and then Sam Falsafi took warrior week. And now we're kind of, we were like a brother company and now we're our own company. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know this guy either. Um, this is, I probably shouldn't say any of this. Too. I'm about to say, but the guy with the Lamborghini and the chick with the fake tits and the fake wife and all that shit and all the tattoos. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm also I'll that, not I'll eat that lunch. I would, if we're in a room together, I don't care how much money he has. I'll eat his lunch. So we're, <laughs> we're good. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but the whole, there, be, there is a, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just my hippie roots. I, I like a simple life. Like the, <laughs> Like I, I like my toe spacers. I like to go barefoot. I like to dig a hole and plant a fruit tree. I, I, I'm happy for a guy who has a Ferrari, but there becomes a point where um, I, I watched some of his stuff with him and his wife as I was digging through doing research on you. It, it's um, it looks hard. It, 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 I, I want me. I want me to be easy and simple. Me, you know what I mean. I don't mind life being hard, but being him looks hard. You, you, like yeah, like, uh, you know what I mean. Like yeah. Like, I, I just want to go out to my design. car. I want to want to go out to my car and get in it. I don't want to be like have yeah. to dust it off first. I mean, you do a lot of good work, right? Like you're doing the same thing where you're putting yourself out there. You're fucking talking on podcasts. Yeah, you're putting out content. Um, but if if anything, you're not running. You're not running a front, right? You're not trying to be. You're not trying to sell yourself through what you have. You're selling yourself through you. That's very different for me personally. Some guys really get attracted to it, right? It's like some guys really don't understand like, oh, there's no way Max is an entrepreneur and has money because, you know, he doesn't live on the beach. He has a house in Huntington Beach and he has a Subaru where it's like, well, you don't know my bank account. You don't really know. Right, like, right. I, I've dealt with a lot of money and a lot of cash that had to be used and moved around quickly. So I'm very good at understanding money. I... The happiest people I know, the happiest I've ever been is when I was homeless. And the happiest version of myself is the version of me that doesn't have to worry about anything. So, like, I can park anywhere, and I'm not worried about someone opening their car door and hitting my car door. I'm not worried about the price of avocados. I'm not worried about the price of gas. I'm not worried about um, any – like, I can go – I'm not sure – I can walk anywhere barefoot. Like, I'm just not I, – I, I'm not worried. I'm free. Fucking Ed Cartoli over here. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and so if i it, it, and so for me that's um that the, the the only aspect of this other life i'd like is i do think that and, and i'm i'm late to the party but that boys should uh, know how to shoot guns and beat people up mm -hmm. and 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 you, you so it's like I, i'm i'm like uh, i i'm okay with the more of the um uh i like the bruce lee type you know just fucking no shirt just fucking chill you, you know what I mean? Like walk around barefoot, be cool. But if someone needs an ass whooping, like they got to take an ass whooping. 
Yeah, most most people that know how to operate a gun and know martial arts have discipline. The sooner we can teach our children discipline, the better off we are. And I know that we live in a world that's like, oh, no, discipline's bad. Don't go fuck yourself. It's not. They need it. Like, you know, they need to know what they can and cannot do early. They need to know or they want to know it. They, 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 they thrive to be taught, right? Like your kids thrive to learn. And so why not teach them all the skills that they can have? I mean, most grown men don't even want to learn and develop skills. Like, think about it. Like, right, right. you need a 35 year old right. man and you ask right. him, hey, what was the last skill you developed? And they're like, what do you mean? What was the last right. book that you read? What was the last thing that you write? I go on an airplane and I start writing in a fucking notebook and reading a paperback book. People look at me like I'm a fucking terrorist. They're like, what the fuck is that? And the 60-year-old guy next to you is playing video games on his iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and and I, I love a Lamborghini. I, I, I think a Lamborghini is a fucking amazing piece of equipment, amazing piece of art. Everyone should have an opportunity at some point in their life to drive one, own one, whatever. But if it's not adding if, – if, if, it, if it's complicating your life and taking freedom from you, save the cash, put uh, the $1 million in your pocket, and then just buy a Honda Civic or a bicycle. You'll be so much happier. I guess. I guess that's where I'm at. That shit looks hard. That the shit he's doing, like hard in a way that's not um, uh, fruitful, free, fruitful and free. Like I, 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 I doubt that. Um, I don't think those people are happy. You sound. You sound like someone like trolloping in the forest right there. That was. Yeah. That was full Santa Cruz. But I mean, you're right though, because the the house the house income in California, right? Let's say you buy a ten million dollar, fifteen million dollar home. Who wants to pay $300,000 or 30K or 50K a month for your mortgage? Like that's, that's fucking ridiculous. Like if you really buy multiple houses, if that's the case, why not buy multiple houses, have multiple assets instead of just putting it all into one nut? I don't understand that one. That's, that's hard for me. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with them. Um, I've had friends who've gotten all brand new teeth, right? Like they just didn't like their teeth. So they got all brand new teeth and now, uh, two, two days a year, they have to fucking deal with, uh, their new teeth. And then, and then every five years they got to like deal with it for like a month. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm happy with the teeth that I have. And I want, I want all those days. I don't want to, I don't want to have to like, I don't want my wife to wife to go away for a week and have to have her fucking implants redone and then put her unconscious. It's just not, I'm just not into it. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I, I like, I like a simple life. Um, so going back to, to warrior week, um, so, so you're, so that's, that's, is that, would you say that's where your primary focus is these days? 100%. My, my primary focus is on helping men and the fellowship of warrior week and developing that fellowship in that community. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Who should yeah. do it? Do you, can, what, what if shit's good for you? You should do it. it. What if shit's rock bottom for you? You should do it. Yeah. Well, why if shit's good for you, should you do it? Well, why not give? You know, it's hard. It's hard for a man to give, right? Like it's, it's easy for someone to take. So if you're at rock bottom, it's easy to be like, fuck, my life is fucked. I, I need to fucking fix what I'm doing. So then you get, you get into this thing and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel great again. And then now you start moving forward and then you're just a taker. Well, if everything is going well, why not investigate if it truly is? Because there is a story inside mm. there. Because mm. even when you're saying it's going well, it's really mm-hmm. not going well. Because that's where I was in 2015. I wasn't going well. I thought it was going well. I thought I had everything, but I didn't realize that I was missing some really key components 
um, in my life. One of them was a really good relationship with my wife. The other one was, you know, a really good developed business and understanding it. If I don't have that business, I don't make it through fucking COVID. Um, so there's, there's stuff inside there where the more you start to investigate yourself and you investigate the stories, the less and you, less you become a victim, the less and less you become full of shit. I mean, even if things are going well, what does that look like for you to give that to somebody else? Because it's easy to take. It's hard to serve, especially serve another man. Um, uh, it, one of the things it said in there was um, uh, purpose. So is that is that the takeaway for people? Is that the primary thing? And you go in there and four days later, you either find your purpose, purpose or solidify your purpose or have a better understanding of your purpose? Yes, you find a better reason of your why. And for, and for you, it, it helped you in your relationship with your wife. Yes, absolutely. It actually allowed me to suddenly when COVID hit and everything kind of became chaos to be able to check back into um, almost a mini warrior week and put myself in the garage and rebuild myself, right? It allowed me to have tools and an avenue to be like, okay, hey, this is an opportunity. When everybody's running one way, I'm going to run the other way. So how do I attack this? And so I got to restructure my lifestyle, my morning routines, my nighttime routines, you know, my life in general, um, because I was kind of in a prison in myself. Uh, sorry, one second. Hey, Caleb, are we having issues with the stream right now? The live chat is not updating. Ah. Um, I don't know what it is. I tried refreshing. Like I have to like get out and open it back up, and then it'll refresh to the most recent. But I can see it on YouTube. You that's can't. I'm so, that's crazy. I've, have we ever had this problem? No, never. And did I say anything crazy? No, it's not like a. It's not like Maybe a, me. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. I, that's so weird that um I can't uh because I'm like, I'm like wow this is so weird I'm not seeing any movement. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I okay, now I see it. Now I saw chat. DeWitt Mahari just put testing the chat. Okay. Yeah. And Kenneth Delap just said it's good for all the viewers. What a trip. You can see that on YouTube, but you can't see that on StreamYard. Yeah, I just I just opened up YouTube. I can't see it. I can't pull up yeah. comments or anything. I see Kenneth Walters. I prefer the Bruce Lee no shirt. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I'm not um Yeah, I was tripping a little bit. I, I didn't lose you. Okay. I scared everybody away. You're like, oh fuck, this Max guy <laughs> really <laughs> fucked up. Really fucked up my feed. No, they're yeah. all here. <laughs> oh, Allison NYC asked a really good question. How does someone with children read books and write on a plane? That's a fucking great question. I feel like I, every last time I was on a plane, I was just making trips to the bathroom. Hold on. You ever fly with both your kids? You ever fly with both your kids? No, not yet. Oh, good luck. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Dude. It's one fucking I have three kids and it's just like uh, every eight minutes. It's either someone's crying or has to go to the bathroom or is hungry or is it's crazy, but it makes a trip go by fast. <laughs> it makes the trip go by crazy. fast. you never get settled. Holy shit. You're worked when you're done. It's How so far did weird. you fly? Just I've flown to Hawaii with them a couple times, I think. Okay. Um, that's still a long flight. That's a yeah. Long that's flight. the only places I, that's the only place I can remember. But I just, it's like, and it's been years. It's probably been over three years. So now probably they could go to the bathroom and do that shit themselves. And 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 the only time the, the crying part happens during landing because of the ear popping. Yeah. My kids hadn't figured that shit out. And you feel so fucking helpless. You're like, hey, swallow. Hey, chew this. Dude, try this. And they're fucking holding their heads like their head's going to explode. 
I mean, that's got to be pretty humbling too. I mean, that's the, the one thing that all of us parents hate, right? Is not being able to help our kids when they're in that kind of sad state or that needy state. Like if you have to take them to the hospital and you can't have no control of a way to help your child, it's fucked up. That's a, yeah. that's when you realize what a parent's being, like being a parent is. Max, you've had a lot of um, business ventures. Yeah. In some, in, 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 some very high profile uh situations just like again and by high profile i mean with people like um uh, crossfit or um training professional athletes and then now warrior week is obviously high profile you got a shitload of people coming in and out of there you you think you're getting better at it each time the relationships like you're like the mistakes you've made in the past with other people or people have made with you like you're like okay i need to make sure that i don't repeat this like life just keeps handing me the same lessons over and over like i've been noticing that with some friends i'm like okay how can I not? Recently, so, recently, uh, someone did to me something that someone else has done to me in the past. They kind of undermined uh, something, uh, 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 something I was working on. They got upset with me, and so then they attacked and undermined. And in the past, I had been uh, aggressive and open about it. And this, and it didn't work out well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and so, so I'm trying to think now. I have another opportunity, and I'm like, how, how? How can I handle this one differently? Like I look I, for like that. Like I want to take, I want to take a different path. I, I look for that. As as long as I've been in this game, I've been coaching for twenty plus years. I've been involved right. with business for twenty plus years. The more and more that that kind of shit happens, the better I get at it. But I also look for it, right? Like the the gamification of life. So I look for, okay, hey, this is the situation I had before. This is where I fucked it up. How could I have done it better? What do I want for me? What do I want for them? And what do I want for us? And then I right. go through that in real time. Yeah, like um, even even things that you know that you're right about, right? Like, um, yeah, I want to just make something up. Uh, um, someone's in my yard stealing fruit. That hasn't happened. And the first time I run out there, I'm like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, let's say, right? And then I get into a confrontation with them. And then that night when I'm going to sleep at night, I'm thinking, fuck, is this person going to come back to my house and do something fucked up? So then the next time they come and steal fruit from my house, I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? Did you need some fruit? Here, I'm going to run inside and get you a bag. Pick all you want, dude. Maybe it's not the right thing to do. Maybe that guy did something wrong. But I want to try something different because when I go to bed at night, I don't want to be worried about them fucking coming back and fucking my shit up. Right? Like yeah. like literally like just reworking. I just want to try. Sometimes I just need to just try something new. You know? Yeah, but trying a new a new interaction, trying to see how that would work, and you know, even like, if it doesn't feel right, it's like, dude, I'm I need to I need a better outcome. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of life, right? Because if not, then you're doing the same thing over and over again, which is what that's fucking the definition of insanity. So why why get stuck in that fucking loop where you know, imagine that in that same scenario, right? The first one you run the guy off, you're like, what the fuck? Get out of here! Don't don't take my fruit. The next one you hand him the fruit, and the guy becomes lazy. So then you're fucking not really helping him out either. Then right. the next one comes, and you're like, hey man, what's the deal? And he's like, well, I'm fucking real hungry, and I'm fucking homeless. Like, okay, cool. Can you clean my yard? And actually, I'll give you fruit if you clean my yard. And then he cleans your yard and takes the fruit. And now you're also enabling, you're not enabling him in a, in a negative way. But unless right. you have those other two interactions, you don't fucking learn that. And, and, and um, when, you, when you're working with Sam, do you guys have a good relationship? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it hot? Is it hot? And we fucking battle and shit? Because, I mean, we've known each other for 10 plus years. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but is it a is it a real man relationship and like we have love for each other? One hundred percent. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I trust I trust him. That's the first man that I've been able to trust in a very, very long time that won't leave me because of the economy. He won't leave me because of money. He won't leave me. I mean, we've been, again, we've been together coaching and working with each other for 10 plus years. And then now I am actually working for him and being able to have very honest, open conversations is what moves us for, forward, right? Because if I lie or if I hide something from him and, or I don't take ownership and not like the shit you hear online ownership, like truly, Hey man, I fucked up because of this and I don't have resources because of this, then we can move forward. But unless we have conversations like that, then we're just fucking each other. Um, uh, Judy in the comments says something pretty good. Uh, um, Sevon, you can, con you can't control him coming into your yard, but you can control your reaction. I guess that, I guess that, I guess that sums it up at the fucking, at the end of the day, what she said, you only, you, you can, you need to control what you can control. Yeah. But if you don't know how to control your feelings and you don't understand your feelings, you're fucked. You're fucked. So if you don't understand what anger is and rage is, cause you're going to tell me, well, I don't have anger. I don't have rage. I'm going to tell you, Savon, you do, you do. You just don't know yet. Um, same thing. If you tell me all I am is rage and I don't have any peace or love. Well, that's bullshit too. You know, we're just never told in society to start to investigate those feelings because understanding how you feel versus your feelings are very different and getting, getting in tune with those is crucial for a man. Explain that to me, the understanding how you feel versus understanding your feelings. Yeah. So, so how you feel can be your story versus your feelings is your emotions. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's the shit we do. Yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, uh, dudes do. So that must be uh, really, how many times a year do you do warrior week? We only offer four of them a year. That's it. We offer four of them a year. We have a cap and we sell them out. We don't really advertise much. We're probably going to start doing some shit online, but for the most part, it's really underground. Um, we, we only have 15 seats. August is already sold out. Um, we have one in November and then we do only four of them a year, but we have 20 events a year through the fellowship and the, the process as it moves forward. So, so basically after you go through the four day uh, event, you, you belong to a – there's a group of alumni. Mm -hmm. and so those alumni have things that go on year-round. Yeah. But but the actual – to get the gateway, the gateway only happens four times a year, opens up four times a year. Correct. Yeah. You have to, you have to be willing to truly share some stuff, open up, and put yourself at that rock bottom no matter whether you're there or not, understanding what Can people is. fail the course, Max? Um. People quit. Yeah. People quit. People drop out. They, they don't, they don't make it through. They get to, they don't have the humility to make it through um, the days. There is a process there. Um, Sam wrote the course. Uh, for the most part. Yes. Uh, he wasn't the originator, but he developed it after he took it from Garrett. I mean, he's been running them since I think warrior week, like fucking eight or nine. And we're at 74, 73. Have you ever put one on and then you see someone you know there and like they didn't know you were going to be there and you didn't know they were going to be there? Old, old Warrior Week men, like somebody that, that has been from the past. Yeah. But nothing. Crazy? Not do some people, so some people do it more than once? 
Uh, yes, because the old version is very different than the new version. So in the past, the problem was the inability to stay together, right? So they couldn't figure out how to build the community and build the fellowship. And Sam figured it out. He has he has the the magic. He cracked the code on it. Yeah, he cracked the code on it. Well, technically, God being the center is the code, but there's there's a lot to it. What what if someone smokes cigarettes and they go to it? How do they make it through? They have to quit during those four days? No, we make them smoke. Oh, they get to smoke while they're there. <laughs> and they get to smoke a lot. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Good yeah. uh, good catching up with you again. You're doing yeah. fun shit. Absolutely. Hey, don't be shy to get me on these fucking chats with these CrossFit stuff. I mean, these, these are, workouts, we have to talk about these workouts. We have to talk about these regionals or whatever the are, fuck are you called. Are is. you staying up to speed on that kind of stuff? Fuck yeah. What do you mean? What, am I? Well, am I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I? I don't, I don't know who keeps up with it. So you, you, you paid attention to semifinals. Yeah. They, okay. they were slow. They were slow. Okay. They were slow. Oh, what do you mean by that? They were real slow workouts. Even the fast workouts were slow workouts. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I, I like what you're saying already. Um, I'm going to, I haven't told anyone this except for a few people uh, through text message. I want to start, I'm going to start a weekly show. Okay. It's going to be at night. I think like on Sunday nights or on Thursday nights where I just uh, rotate people in and, um, and talk about CrossFit shit, uh, game shit with, uh, with a, with a, with a, a phone line that opens up so people can call in. Right. And, and just basically start an AM radio show. Of just, it just needs to be done. I was just thinking, you know what? There just isn't one. There needs yeah. to be just a weekly show that's every fucking week at fucking seven o'clock on Sunday night, and we just fucking just talk shit. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm in for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you think in a fight? You know, people can ask questions. Do you think in a fight uh, who would win, Jason Kleber or Josh Everett from back in? The well, day? have you seen Jason Kleber throw a baseball? I mean, that was a long time ago. I know, but now his jujitsu is looking crazy. Yeah, his grappling is good. Yeah. Holy yeah, striking, shit! Striking is different than rolling. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that ball throw thing was weird. <laughs> it was about, weird but, but even Spieler, <laughs> even Spieler had something wrong with his ball throw. Spieler couldn't do the quarter extremity. Yeah, isn't that Tough. weird that a, that a, that a fighter wouldn't be able to do? I mean, he was a wrestler. Isn't it weird that he he couldn't do that? But again, no, because it, it, it being able to have that hand eye coordination versus grabbing coordination is different, right? The striking, that striking and reaching and, and tapping versus actually pulling and grabbing and rolling is very different. Why do you think? Why do women do softball underhand, and men do? Well, why don't they just throw the ball overhand? What are the origins of that? That one I don't know. I do know that there's a there's a mathematic equation that says if they can throw underhand at like sixty, it's equal to like a ninety mile an hour overhand pitch. There's some some fucking weird math that's done there. It seems significantly harder to throw a ball underhand than overhand, doesn't it? Yeah. And maybe the height of the where they're at with the mound? I don't know. That would be an interesting conversation in itself. You I came out of the wound. Player. I came out of the wound knowing how to skip a rock. Twenty skips at seven years old, probably. No fucking way. You Dude. got you got twenty skips. Come on, okay, ocean well. water or lake water? <laughs> lake water, bathtub water. Hey, fucking hey. Yeah, I got two skips in the ocean. I'm, I'm calling bullshit right away on this. No, I'm telling you, lake water. Skip it. <laughs> you just call a number. I'll make it skip that many times. No. One, Do you, you have one in, in your own rocks? You, you no, no, no. I'll, no, I'll hunt. I'll hunt my own rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
Awesome. Right. Uh, good having you on, brother. Likewise. And uh, okay, so uh, I'll stay in touch. I'd love to have you on. I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to uh, test you out. I'm looking for a, a, a new, a fresh face, a fresh mouth. Yeah, you're not going to hear the shit that I'm going to tell you um, from any other of the CrossFit coaches. Okay, and, good. It's so. a cantankerous bunch. You're going to have to like interrupt and shit and like you fight your way in. You can do that. Elbow oh, your yeah. way in. Yeah, you got a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah. Okay. I sleep fine at night. All right. Sweet. I love Max, you, man. Max Mormont, uh, Max Fit USA, and CrossFit Costa Mesa. Good having you on, brother. And uh, I will uh, talk to you soon. I'm serious. Yeah, I love you, man. Thank you. All right. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. I had no idea where that show was going to go. God, I'm so bummed without the chat. It's like my friends are gone. Me too. You're bummed without the chat too? Yeah, I noticed after a while I wasn't seeing it anymore. I wondered if everybody left us. All right. Uh, Max is legit. Great guest. I need a dick in me. All right, cool. Have we gone? No, we haven't gone. Uh, You'd wreck your shoulder throwing a softball overhand. Yeah, probably, right? It's back now. Well, hey, oh, it is back? Is it? Yes. Oh, that is so weird. So Max was fucking it up? I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how either. Hey, it's funny you say that. My buddy John Berzink, uh, who is the greatest arm wrestler of all time, I made a movie about him called Pulling John. When he was uh, in his 30s, he he threw a softball from outfield uh to home plate and, and fucking got a, a stinger in his, is that what those are called? Stinger, stinger in his shoulder. Really? And it never, it never went away to, you know, throwing a softball overhand. David weed cool says, cool dude. I don't know if that's a gift you want David saying you're a cool dude. I'm really excited about this show that we're going to launch. I'm really excited about JR and Taylor's show too. On when their show's on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Mm, I think so. Whatever we posted on Instagram was wrong. I think Bruce is fixing that now. Uh, Judy says, I thought Travis Bajan was. Tra Travis was, you know, John was legitimately the best arm wrestler who ever lived. Basically, I mean, I'm, there's guys now who could probably beat him, but he was, he, he, for like 20 years, he was unbeatable. And then Travis, tra and Travis's claim to fame is that he was the best ever left-handed, but he, but now he, he's, I, I don't think that's true. It will be very hard for someone to get the accolades in arm wrestling that John had, especially to, to, there was a point where it was kind of in its heyday. I don't know if it's ever made it back to that. We're going to have um, – so I'm trying to organize a show in, a, in a, the next week or two. I haven't told anyone this either. Susan knows it, but I want um, I want to try to get Tyson Bajan and Rich Froning both on the same show together. And Tyson is for finishing his first uh, – so, so basically 105 guys are in the training camp for the Chicago Bears, and then they cut it down when the season starts down to 53, and it gets cut down I think like every month. So he just went to his second training camp there. And he finishes in um, – oh, he's, he's home. I think he came home on the 15th of June. So I'm trying to get Tyson on for like the first 45 minutes of a show and then Rich on the second or vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. <clears throat> and, then, and then their paths will cross. Oh, there he is. Oh, what a great year. My faith, my friends, my family make it so easy for me to do good. 
Even the Bears commented themselves. Wow. Holy shit. That's a good sign, right? I think so. Uh, oh, uh, oh, what's this? Uh, Shut Up and Scribble uh, is Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, shit. I don't know. Shit. Okay. No, is it? It's on Thursdays? What the fuck? It's Thursdays. Um, is it really on Thursdays? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> oh, so it can't be on Thursdays. My my show can't be on Thursdays, so it'd have to be on on Wednesdays or Sundays. Wednesdays or Sundays. It can't be Wednesday either. Too busy for me. Friday or Sunday. It has to be Friday or Sunday. Hey, Seven, off the subject, but when we're uh, when you were on with Dave Castro, you said you fast for two sleeps. How often do you uh, – every week. Every week. And actually, so it's funny you ask that, uh, Gary. I stop eating Saturday night, every Saturday night, and I don't start again until Monday morning. And I've done that pretty much for three years. But actually, yesterday, I fucking ate like a pig. So I'm actually um, – last night, I stopped eating, I don't know, it's like 5 p.m. probably. And um, I won't eat again until tomorrow morning. So I won't eat today. But I drink, I drink black coffee. It's basically – there's one shot of espresso in here. And a Paper Street Coffee Espresso. Use code word Sevon to get it, uh, your shipping free, I think. And uh, and the rest is filled with hot water. That's an Americano. Oh, is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have an Americano. Super diluted. My wife won't even sip this shit because it's so diluted. But that's what I do. I try, try it one day. Stop eating Saturday night. Start again Monday morning. <clears throat> I, I I think one time Anita Dick and me I did a fat a ten day fast uh, where but I I did drink a broth vegetable broth and it was so long ago that I feel like if I tell you I did that I'm lying but I've done I did a five day water fast um, twice a couple of years ago nothing but water for five days both times I, it did not do me well I I do I think I um, the first time I got really fucked up like something was the last day something was wrong with my heart and shit. Like I could hear my heart beating, like it was dry firing or some shit. It was not good. And the second time, the second time I did it, I took a bunch of like potassium pills and salt pills and shit. And I didn't get that weird, like, I didn't get that weird shit, but my, it took a year for my eating to get back to normal. Like I was just, I feel like when I came off of my second five day fast, I put on 10 pounds so fucking quickly over my normal walking weight. And, and I just have never lost it. So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, Christian uh, Kettler. uh, What is all that shit on your back, by the way? Uh, Can we make it a rule that only JR's only JR? can, Can we make it a rule that only JR can wear wife beaters during shut up and scribble? Taylor looks like he needs a leather hat and chaps. Yeah, that's true. That would be awesome. Uh, so, so yeah, so uh, excited to have Tyson Bajan on, excited to have Rich Froning on. I was texting with Sarah Sigmund's daughter. She'll be coming on. We Remember, we had her before semifinals, and then we lost her. That was sad. I was looking forward to having her on. We have Tommy G tomorrow. Tommy G's uh, – Again? 
yeah, his YouTube channel has exploded. Put on another 200,000 subscribers since last time we had him on. Dude, Wednesday. Wednesday's going to be crazy again. We're having Seth Gruber on. For those of you who don't know who Seth Gruber is, we had him on once already. He's the guy who's made it his fucking life goal to not let babies get killed. They call him pro-life. And as you all know, I'm pro-choice. And I love having him on. I saw this fucking skit he did. It was so fucking good. He's so fucking good. A CEO, founder of the White Rose Resistance. Host of the Unaborted. Unaborted? Un is that I'm unaborted. You're unaborted. Yeah. <laughs> unaborted. What a weird word. I don't like that word. <laughs> unaborted. Um. Uh, wow. Oh, he did a show with Jordan Peterson. Listen to his podcast with Jordan Peterson, the two most annoying voices in one show. Oh, with RFK? Oh, oh, not with uh, Seth Gruber. Yeah, I hate his voice, too. Who, RFKs? Yeah. It's tough, right? It's like he's talking through a stoma. What's a stoma? Oh, this thing? Yeah, this. Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, good. We can hear someone talk about how he's pro-choice. And then they did the Pinocchio symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I am pro-choice. And then, uh, but but he's fun. He's fun. He makes talking about dead babies fun. I really like him. Uh, and then on uh, Thursday morning, uh, Greg Glassman's coming on. And then, oh, and then shut up and scribble at 11 a.m. Okay, yeah, I see it. Uh, Susan got it on the schedule. Okay. And then Friday morning, a live call-in show. God, I need a live call-in show so bad. So fuck. There's so much shit I just want to show you guys. Let me see if I can find uh, something fun. Let me see. There was something here. Cursive. Fake tits. Oh, I got this thing. You want to see something about fake tits? Boy, do I. <laughs> that... That tranny, did you see the video going around with the tranny with the fake tits uh, on the lawn of the White House? Yeah. Oh. Oh. No? Greg just invited me to his house for breakfast. Greg? Yeah, I just said now? Yeah. That would be cool. His uh, there, was, there, there was a tranny, say that again? His lecture is up on YouTube now. Uh, Greg's? Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Kettler, I missed Caleb. Everyone misses Caleb. I know, me too. More, more holidays, please. Hey, so they had a, they had a, they had a tranny on the lawn of the White House with her tits out, and they were fucking the nicest tits. <laughs> I thought you hated fake tits. I'm, 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 I, 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 philosophically, I fucking am 100% against them. Emotionally, intellectually, and visually, I'm 100% for them. I mean, I'm, there's tension in my being. I'm not a, uh, I'm not, my, my, <laughs> I'm not on one team between my, I mean, the thought of just fucking running full speed with my face into a set of giant fake tits sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I, I, but I just find it weird that like a dude, that's the thing that's weird. Look at Allison NYC, fake tits are pure poison. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Says the girl with the fucking, 
God gave her three women's tits. Oh, good. They apologized for doing that. Oh, for doing what? Going topless on the on the White House lawn. Why? Why would they apologize for that? Disrespectful. Transgender activists apologized for going topless on the White House lawn. There were... I don't know. It's fine. But what I think is funny is those are the same tits that's like that so many guys like. Like, like you could take those tits and just crop them and hand them to dudes and dudes would jerk off to them. But they but they belong to a dude. People look at look at pool boy poise look at pool boy poison me then. <laughs> it's it's a it is a um yeah, it's uh all right, so they said sorry. I don't know why they would say sorry. Oh, this is this is what I wanted to show you guys. Uh Oh, okay. Okay. Uh this is this is what I wanted to show you guys. Here, this. I saw this the other day. So I have this I have this issue um I have this issue of people that I hang out with because I'm always well, – let, let me play this for you guys first. Okay, you guys ready? Uh, here we go. Here we go. Never not working on material. Every second of my existence, I'm thinking, could I do something with that? That to me sounds torturous. Like oh, you cannot – Why? So if I came over to your house and we were hanging out, you're kind of really looking for material. Not and- kind of. I'm looking for material. Yeah, that's me. I'm constantly, there's no time when I'm not doing, looking for material. That's all the time. That's making jokes is not work. It's a gift. Yeah. And, and like, I don't even care if it's like, I'm I'm just looking for material for the show constantly. And it's, and it's caught and it's causing some conflict in my life. It's it's not, 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 it's not. I can't even tell you guys the story because then it would cause more conflict. Do you know what I mean? They'd be mad that you told the story about the time that you were that they got mad at me. Yeah, but but now there's 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 multiple people. I'm I'm losing friends. I'm losing friends. And they'll be like, "Hey, that story wasn't even true." I'm like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's true. I'm trying to share a message." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll be like, "Yo, so and so was um, uh, drinking coke," and they'll be like, "But I was drinking Pepsi." I don't say their names. Like, you know what I mean? Let's say you were at my house, Caleb, and I saw you drinking Coke. I might be like, yeah, there was this girl, uh, Cynthia, and she was at my house drinking Pepsi. I would change the name and the, uh, and the drink. That I doesn't matter. I would have you saying that I was drinking RC Cola. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't. Uh, see, look, look at Allison. Yes, yeah, she knows because she hangs out with me. She, I haven't lost her as a friend yet. She says, yes, it makes me super paranoid. She's asked me, like, hey, was that story about me? And I lied to her. I said no. <laughs> uh, uh, Sevon, I get up at 4 a.m. and it shows that you are on Instagram already. What, 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 are, what, um, I usually turn, uh, open my Instagram for the first time around 6 15 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, not before that. I'm not the kind when I wake up in the middle of the night, do you, oh, here's a question for you, Caleb. If you wake up in the middle of the night to take a piss, hi, cat. Look at, dude, that thing is fucking mad-dogging you. All the time. Um, I, um, it almost attacked your eyebrows. It thought it was a mouse. 
Probably, it when, does sometimes. When you wake up in the middle of the night, do you check the clock? Um, I used to, but then mm -hmm. I realized it would like kind of disrupt my sleep. So then I just stopped looking at it. Yeah, me too. Like I, I now like everything's on do not disturb. My room is completely black. Oh, I, I will only look at the clock if, if I see that it's light outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's light, if I woke up and it's like, but if it's dark and sometimes, my, and, but my wife checks the clock every time she gets up. And, and I, I don't know, I'm mad at her for that. It used to like change my mood. Does that make mood. me a control freak? What? It used to like change my mood when I would see what time it was. Yes. If I, if I knew I only had like 30 more minutes of sleep, yes. then I would get, I would just be pissed and be like, damn yes. it, I have to wake up soon. Yes. But then now that I don't look at it, I have no concept of time in the middle of the night. I can just sleep and then wake up and then go back to sleep. And I, and I will have think, thought that I had slept two hours and it could have been like 30 minutes. That's exactly why. And I don't know why, but it upsets me. And sometimes she'll, she'll even say to me sometimes, did you see what time it is? And I just grunt at her. Oh, the, uh, Christian uh, Kettler uh, is, is a cat whisperer. He said, your cat just said, pet me, asshole. Yeah. No, she's on my lap. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Wh why? Why do you care if she checks the clock? Because I just, I just don't. I don't want anyone to know what time it is. I don't know. Fuck. I don't. Well, know. But if she's, what if are you, my fucking you, therapist, Heidi? If she's telling you what time it is, then it's like the whole reason I don't check the time is. Well, I she doesn't. She doesn't. I just hate it. Like I was, I was like, if she gets up, it'll wake me up. And then mm -hmm. if I hear see her like pick up her phone and look what time it is, I just get pissed. <laughs> I think this should be an old man. Yeah, she doesn't even tell me. She doesn't even tell me. Uh, uh, she doesn't tell me what time it is. Heidi, yes, I'm your therapist. Okay, we're, I, that was a kind of a weird show today. A little bit. I just couldn't get on. I couldn't get on track with them. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. You guys have known each other for a while, though, it seems. Yeah. So many stories. I didn't know that I affected him. So it, sound, it sounded like he was tripped out by the um, the 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 49er shit. And that and that's, while, while watching my Instagram or texting with me, he realized that it's no big deal. And that kind of made him feel sane. Yeah, that's really cool. Is that what you got from his kind of what he was saying? Yeah, absolutely. You got to, you, you changed his mentality a little bit. Uh, I enjoyed the show, but it kind of dragged there for a bit, to be honest. You told some cool stories. That car wreck story was crazy. Three, 278 yards rolled down the hill. I wish he would have stretched that out into detail. So it could have been like a good 15 minute story. That reminds me of the story from the Panchik brothers. <clears throat> yeah. I should have asked him if he went to both the funerals of both the guys in the car. Yeah, the dude does have a great name, Max Mormont. Maximilian. Maximilian. Argentinian chicks are hot. Did you know that? Like really no, I did hot. Not. Yeah, like crazy hot. All right. Uh, oh, uh, I was going over the calendar. Uh, so, okay. Oh, I went over it. All right. Did you watch the fights this weekend? No, I was watching the uh, College World Series. Oh. 
that guy that we had on the show, that Armenian guy, yeah. fought Armand. Yeah, he was in the co-main event. It was fucking awesome. Oh shit, we have Alex Gazan coming on and Justin Collar. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Together or separate? Together. Oh, nice. Oh shit. There's a new there's a new CrossFit Games documentary coming out on June thirtieth. Yeah, yeah. And we cool. have the director coming on on uh, the 29th, Mariah Moore. Ooh. Oh, and then we have the fluffy duck guy coming on the 30th. Wow, this calendar is really um, it's gotten quite Pert. extensive. What's his name? Josh Pert, I think. Yeah, yeah. We need to check to see how Gary Roberts is doing. Good question. How's Darian doing? I know I need to have Darian back on too. He's a great guest. All right. Well, enjoy your holiday. Thanks. I'll celebrate it responsibly. Yeah. You know, you know. Bye, Asta